the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393. Hey, you got the number right. I did. Couldn't do that on the other show. Nope. Well, (laughs) I did after, I think, the first time, right? I was confused at the very beginning, and then I just hit that rhythm. (laughs) Nice. Um, So, there's a lot going on. Of course, uh, a lot of outrage, and... Jeffy keeps asking the question, can you ever say anything bad about John McCain again? When, or well, when is that deadline? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because right now, the left is all over you if, you're, uh, if you say anything. Yeah. And the, I guess the right to a certain extent as well. And you, you don't, you don't want to disparage a man who just died. I mean, this is a tough time for his family. You know, there's a grieving process. Flags are at half-staff. He gave incredible service to his country in Vietnam. Uh, I am not excited about, obviously, his political service because we had many, many, many disagreements with John McCain. And there were times when he seemed to pander to the left. And uh, it, was, it was really frustrating. And when you look at the, at the people who are going to be involved in his services, you get an idea of uh, the kind of politician John McCain was. Really? I think so, yeah. Uh, I mean... Okay, because... Because I... You, you know, first of all, you got actor Warren Beatty, who's going to be involved, which is interesting. Um, you got Joe Biden, Gary Hart, Russ Feingold, uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. You have... Um, did I already mention? I already mentioned Joe Biden. You got Barack yeah. Obama. Barack Obama is going to give a... a a eulogy? Yeah. So is Henry Kissinger. So is Joe Lieberman. Michael Bloomberg is, is going to be a part of this. Was W on that list, too? Yeah, George W. Yeah. McCain's in it. I mean, George Bush, W. Bush yeah. is in it. I mean, yeah, what you've yeah. done is run down a list of, I, I don't know that you can get more conservative. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That I mean, list. Those are, you know, it's, it's a pretty left-wing uh, group of guys, but he got along with them really well. I know he did. Lindsey Graham isn't in there? <clears throat> Lindsey Graham's in there. Yeah, okay. in yeah there but home. I was just mentioning the people who sure. are, you know, Democrats, hardcore Democrats, yeah. mm-hmm. liberals. And there's nothing wrong with being friends with liberals. It just, it's a hard thing for me to understand how you can be this close that you want them to speak at your funeral when you disagree with them so strongly. But that's the thing. He really kind of didn't. No, and, and the thing is, is that... so. Unless you're running for president of the United States against one of their people, the left loves you when you reach across the aisle to them. Yes. Okay? Yeah, yeah. They oh, don't they love never. their own reaching back across the aisle. Well, plus it never happens. It never happens. When do Democrats ever reach across the aisle and well, say, hey, was, you Republicans. The, 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 yeah. When they put that thing. No. Uh, and they all got and they. Uh, oh, I know no. when Democrats reached it across was, the aisle. Uh-huh. It was back in the 1860s when that guy used his cane to beat the other guy to <laughs> yeah. death. That's yeah, when they reached across. They reached there. across the aisle and there was that thing. Almost <laughs> killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that thing. There was right. a thing. Right. <laughs> and it's it's interesting to watch the ridiculousness of those on the left in the media and yeah. the way they're responding to all of this, and they're just 
so disgusted with the president not gushing over John McCain. You know, just I think to watch the president, you know, I saw the flag pictures this morning from the White House, but to, to watch the president with President Kenyatta of Kenya twice, you know, not mm-hmm. saying anything mm. about this hero, this lion of a man. Lion of a man. Lion. I'm so, it's despicable. It's so, despicable. So, uh, Brooke Baldwin from CNN just finds it despicable. Because, my goodness, you know she loved John McCain oh, during his well, lifetime. Was it this lion of a man? The lion of a man. She was so much respect. I mean, I'll bet you she supported him in 2008 against uh, Barack Obama uh, in a passionate way. Yeah, don't sure. you think? I'm, I'm sure. I, I don't know her voting record, obviously. But I'm just sure that she supported him. Yeah, some things you just infer. Well, that's the yeah. thing, right? I mean, if Trump mm-hmm. doesn't do something, he gets hammered for it. He does do something, he gets hammered for it. Yes. You know, I know the flag thing was, you know, questionable because he followed strict protocol when, you know, the world knew that, you know, you needed a little tradition there for the and, man. And apparently the and, protocol of flags flying at half staff is 48 hours. Or, well, the but, day of and the next day, right? But the, tradition. Right is until burial. And so it, uh, Trump got so much flack for it, and it, it was so intense yeah. yesterday. He just said, okay, put the flag back up. Go ahead. Or put down. It, put it, put down. it back down. And they did. And and then he issued a statement finally because he's getting so much flack for it. So uh, it's, I mean, it's interesting to watch. It's the, the hypocrites who purport to be so friendly to him now and you can't say anything bad now and... Uh, uh, they they were so supportive of him. Yeah, of and, uh, and look, and, and look, I, you know, I don't want. I'm sorry that the man passed away, and, he, well, yeah, and I'm sorry absolutely. that he struggled no to stay alive for the amount of time that he did. And and normally, when people say that they've given up fighting, uh, given up the medicine to fight for cancer stuff, it doesn't take. It takes a little bit longer than you know a day yeah, <laughs> before that person passes away. Almost literally, a yeah, day, wasn't it? And so, you know, I'm sorry for that, but you know, I, I and I and, and I know the. And we talked is about grieving. his service. We we talked about his, I mean, just incredible, absolutely incredible decision to stay in the in the Hanoi Hilton when he had a chance, uh, when he was offered the chance by his captors to leave, and the reason he stayed for another three years. Oh, I think I think we found that out yesterday from Alex Jones. Well, the reason he stayed. <laughs> The VIP treatment. Pat. The VIP. I don't know what you're trying yeah, to. Yeah, they put him you're, in the VIP section. I don't VIP know if you were going in another direction there or not. I, I kind of was. Uh, so he stayed so that they couldn't use him <laughs> against the rest of the men who were who were POWs at the time. I mean, that's incredible. It sure is. He could have gone home, lived a cushy life. He was uh, uh, the son of a, an admiral, and so they wanted to use that propaganda and show, hey, the, uh, the elite is left, and you guys don't mean anything to him. Right. They don't care. Your country doesn't care about you. And he knew that's what they do. So he stayed pretty amazing. Pretty seriously amazing. Can't take anything away from him on that. Seriously um, amazing. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, let's, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I'm, uh, you know, voting socialist now, but, uh, you know, the man who never backs down, Donald Trump, you know, back down over the flag thing. So <laughs> what are you, uh, Hillary that? Clinton supporter? <laughs> Is that what you are? Did you want her to win? You wanted Hillary Clinton to I win. Did. Wow. Okay. You know, it's a binary choice. 
Uh-huh. Right? I did. Yeah. I'm just reminding you that. You know it's a binary thought that, process, right? You uh, either like him or you love Hillary. <laughs> Which is it? Which is it with you, Fatso? Which is it? <laughs> wow. I'm good. Okay, okay. I was just a, okay. Uh, all right. All right. right. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand we're pissed off at you say, now? Do, do you understand? All I'm saying is to go back. Yeah, don't say it. That's all I'm saying is don't say it. Oh, well, welcome to the show today, Jeffy. Yeah. Uh, I'll thank you not to exercise your freedom of speech. Freedom of speech does not mean that you can say hateful things <laughs> right. about Donald Trump. It doesn't extend to that. Okay. okay? Oh, I'm drawing true. a line right there. It is true. <laughs> With so many people. It is true. Uh, so they're making a big deal out of everything uh, Trump has done or hasn't done or whatever the case may be. And uh, ABC News chief White House correspondent uh, John Carl asked him several times about McCain yesterday. Here's here's what happened uh, then. Or not. Do we have the uh, Trump was quiet during the McCain questions? Mr. President, do you have any thoughts on John McCain? Do you have any thoughts at all about John McCain? Do, 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 do you believe He's John McCain thoughts. was a hero, sir? <laughs> Nothing at all about John McCain. Okay. okay, so John Carl asked him four times. And he's sitting there. It's kind of a strange situation. He just won't even look over at him. Because he does, because he actually does have some thoughts, but <laughs> even not he good. is They're smart not enough not to say them. Yeah, but he's—I'm sure that he's been told by more than one person. Look, if you don't have anything nice to say this week, don't, don't say, say anything at all. And he did, and he didn't. So good for him. That's restraint. I mean, I'd part. rather have him be in trouble for not saying anything or not. He hasn't tweeted in 22 hours. Okay, you're right. Uh, right. Okay, and we all know. Full good and well. <laughs> yes. That he he didn't like John McCain. John McCain didn't like him. So he he's not to his credit, kind of. At least he's not faking that. At least he's not being phony this, about this it. lion of a man. Right. But he's not saying anything about John McCain because he doesn't like him. And this is a time when you don't talk about that. I tweeted his family, we're sorry, yada, yada. Okay, he did do go. that. He did, did the basics. I did protocol with the flag. You got mad right. at me, so I lowered it again for you. So really, Leave what do you want from the guy Leave at this point? They want right. him to lie. They do. They want They want to pull well, they, something yeah, out of him. No, they want him to lie so that they could beat him up for lying. That's insincere. And then they'll talk about how it's insincere. Oh, you'll say that now about right. him. Well, right. where were you then? Do you believe that now, or do you believe that when you said that you didn't want to, you didn't want to have a guy that got captured? So the fact is, then? he can't win. Right. He can't win. And he said stupid things about McCain uh, when McCain was alive. For instance, captured. I like people yeah. who who didn't get captured. I I think those are heroes. Oof. <laughs> I know. And honestly, bad. Ooh, bad. I thought really that bad. was the point that his campaign was done. So did I. But no. But that didn't kill it, and neither did the handicap thing when he was mocking the handicap. Or the person. Megyn Kelly. Um, did, you think or that. Was, did you think he was mocking? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing from you? No, that was just one of his regular gestures, as we've seen did, so did, often. Were you working for the Hillary campaign at the time? Or? Did you want her to win? <laughs> yes. In fact, I contributed uh, large amounts of money to wow. her campaign. Yeah. Wow. You did it for so the tax bad. deduction, didn't you? Yeah, it's I so did. bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jeffy's here because he's dying to talk about earwax. Oh man, right? Do I, uh, yes, yes. I've been waiting all morning, mm-hmm. and thank you. Now's your chance, thank man. Thank you. Now it's time to mm-hmm. let you know that you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax. The Wax RX Earwash System, doctor developed, works safely when all other products fail. It's the system and method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their office. It comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of that doctor's visit. We're putting doctors that clean earwax out of business. Wax RX. When your ears aren't clean, they get uncomfortable, they itch, they're painful, they're all plugged up. And, you know, and and worst of all, that makes it hard to hear. Many people, you try to use cotton swabs, you stick it in there. It's actually, you're not supposed to put cotton swabs in your ear. Nothing bigger than an elbow in your ear, okay? The Wait, candling, what? no fire net. What's that? No, I say you mean nothing smaller than nothing, an elbow? What did I say? Nothing bigger than Yeah, you, you said nothing bigger than Yeah, that. nothing smaller. Big okay, canal. sorry. I apologize. Huh. What, do you work for Hillary? Does your elbow fit in your ear? Yeah, no, well, not even close. Would you? Put your... Would you? <laughs> you see what comes out. I can't. I can't. No, you can't. <laughs> WaxRx. Use WaxRx.com. Use the offer code radio. They'll ship it to your house for free with that offer code radio. Use WaxRx.com. U-S-E WaxRx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Here. It's true. Thank you for being here with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is interesting. Elementary school student actually got punished for calling his teacher "ma'am" when she apparently didn't want him to. Uh, what call her that? Yeah. Parents of a fifth grader are concerned after the child was punished for referring to his teacher as ma'am. Um, Teretha Williams, or Wilson, who is uh, her, his mom, said she noticed something was wrong last Tuesday when her 10-year-old son, Tamarian, got off the school bus from Northeast Carolina Preparatory School. She said, honey, what happened? He said, well, I, I got in trouble for saying yes, ma'am. <laughs> You wait. I can't, I can't. You got in trouble for saying yes, ma'am? Confused uh, by his response, as a mother would be under such circumstances. Um, <clears throat> he pulled out, uh, Tamarian pulled out a sheet of paper with the word ma'am written on it four times per line on both sides of a piece of legal paper. He said his teacher told him to write the word on the sheet over and over and over because he kept referring to her as man, ma'am. Uh, despite her instruction not to. Well, I hope the apostrophe was in the right place. It's M A apostrophe. Apostrophe A M. Yeah. I mean, let's hope she didn't right. lead him wrong that way as well. As part of his punishment, he had to have the paper signed by a parent. What in I, the world? Wouldn't you think, as a teacher who just punished a kid for calling, uh, for calling the teacher by something very respectful, like ma'am or sir? Wouldn't you think you wouldn't want the parents to know about that? 
Wouldn't you be embarrassed to send the kid home and say, have him sign this because I'm really pissed off that you called me ma'am? I would think that my kid's teacher was mentally disturbed. Seriously. What in the world? This is, this is, I don't know. Is this hashtag me too to the extreme? I don't. Is that what's happening I don't here? know what this is, <laughs> Just, uh, except it's insane. Yeah, there you go. The dad said um, he had a look of shame and disappointment on his face. And he said at the end of the day as a father to feel kind of responsible for that, knowing I've been raising him and doing the best I can, it's just not acceptable. Well, yeah. So the dad says, I I raised him to give respect uh, to people, to his elders, by calling them ma'am. And then he gets in trouble for it? (laughs) Just Wow. They added that Tamarian was hospitalized last month for a seizure-related activity, which included memory loss and hallucinations. Now, the teacher didn't know about that, but maybe you, you know, maybe you take into consideration that, that the kid's been taught to say ma'am, to call his teachers, to, to make sure he's polite and respectful to people. I mean, what do you want what, what do you want to be called? Skank? Hey, uh, yes, skank, I'll do that. Uh, let me go ahead and. <laughs> what is the problem with being called ma'am? They don't explain that anywhere. Why the teacher was upset with this to begin with. Um, so the, the teacher also said to Tamarian that if she had had something in her hand, she would have thrown it at him. What? <laughs> she shouldn't be around kid. She right? shouldn't be around human beings. Yeah. Wow. So the parents went down to the school and they asked uh, to move the kid out of the class and put him in a different one, which they did. But what about the teacher who's so psycho that she doesn't want kids to call her ma'am? Let's get her committed somewhere, please. Uh, that's just frightening. She needs treatment or, you know, some sort of medication here. Uh-huh. Wow. Um. So when Wilson returned the signed punishment sheet, uh, they also included a second sheet, which included Tamarian writing the definition of the word ma'am. <laughs> let's look at what is the definition of the word. That's, that's a good idea by the parents. Hey, let's give her the, the definition of the word ma'am. Uh, and because maybe she misunderstood what that meant. Sure. It's, yeah, you got it there. It's a, it's a term mm-hmm. of respectful or polite address used for a woman Hmm. a term of address for a ranking female officer in the police or armed forces Mm -hmm. and a term of address for female royalty what a horrible thing to call i mean has this kid been expelled yet for this (laughs) i mean this is egregious and she's in the name of the thing was east carolina or whatever so she's in the carolina she's in the south she knows right come on so many southern kids are taught this way I'm sure kids in the North, too, but this is really common in the South to call a ma'am and sir. It reminds me of, remember the general who was uh, being <laughs> yes. uh, questioned by a Senate committee, and he called Barbara Boxer ma'am, and she said, uh, General, can you, don't call me that. Don't call me ma'am. Can you just call me senator, please? I've worked so hard. Uh, to become a senator that 
He's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Sorry, ma'am. Sorry. That's what I would have said. Jeez. But I'm not in the military, so I'm not disciplined. You talk about egomaniac. No kidding. And uh, and so this deal I, with this teacher, though, I, I don't know. It's That's almost inconceivable. I can't imagine what the issue she has. Maybe she feels old <laughs> when a fifth grader calls her ma'am? I don't know. Again, what what is the term you'd like them? I, it doesn't say anywhere in the story what she, you know, Mrs. whatever, Mrs. Smith, I guess. Don't call me ma'am, call me Mrs. Smith. Who knows? He just the world is getting to be so ridiculous we though. We can't communicate. There's just no way to there's no way to function properly in it anymore. I mean, how do you how do you navigate this uh, this planet anymore? I, I'm at a loss. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith got into an interesting discussion about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods yesterday said uh, that he was somebody was trying to bait him into bashing Trump, and he didn't. Because he said um, something about respecting the office of the presidency. And so on ESPN, which is now <clears throat> just a huge uh, political hotspot, <laughs> as you know. Hmm. It's not about entertainment and sports network anymore. It's just a, it's an entertainment sports political network now. I think that's what the P now stands for. Um, so uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith... On, on that show where they just they yell everything they say it's kind of interesting because <laughs> it could be called, they could be talking about something so innocuous balls and strikes like whether or not uh, um, LeBron James belongs in the discussion of the top five players of all time they, they scream everything they talk about anyway he took exception to Tiger Woods uh, saying that you should respect the office of the president here's what Kellerman had to say Tiger, if you want to say, I respect this guy, say it. If you want to say you continue to socialize with him or you've socialized or played golf with him in the past or you won't say something negative or you won't stand up, say that because you like him or because you respect him. Doesn't say that. To. Don't try I to don't play this to. shell game where you say, well, the office, it's not that, uh, that you have to respect the person, but you must respect the office because, Tiger, then well, what you're saying without saying it, he's saying, but the office confers respect onto but, the but, person. But just, if not, it's a meaningless but, but, statement. But you're saying that, but here's where I'm coming from. Max, I remember in 2000 when Al Gore went up against George W. Bush, and obviously, you know, the, the, don't get me started with how that went down and how George W. Bush ended up being the president of the United States. People yep. were in an oh, absolute uproar. And after a few days, oh, the nation was called upon to respect our system, to respect what goes on in our country, how we handle it. And we were reminded of the democracy that we are and how things are cyclical. He ain't, it ain't a dictatorship. He ain't going to be there forever. You can get him up out of there in four years if you want to. You can get him up out of there in eight years, of a day, you know, at, at the most. This is how you look at things sometimes. And I think that if, we're called, if that's right. And if you're called upon to do that on many cases, because there's plenty of times where black folks have had a problem. With some of the things that are going on in our nation and some of the elected officials that ended up in office. Why and is we this were called upon 
to respect our society, to respect Why? our democratic system, and to respect the office, even mm-hmm. while spewing vitriol at the individuals because it's of their fine actions. To say respect the office. I don't mind that. But that's the all way about. Tiger okay, well, let's is find out what you phrase, do mind. Yeah, and then they said he's being slick <laughs> about it. To he's everything saying, respect the, Why do I continue wants. to socialize with this person? Because I respect the office and therefore you must respect the well, person because the office confers respect to the person. No, it doesn't. Wow. I, I, I can't take Max Kellerman. Mm-mm. Who are you to tell uh, Tiger Woods what he must or must not say in any discussion? And why are you talking about politics on ESPN all the time? Stop it. You don't know what you're talking about. We don't. You're just ruining the channel. I mean, do they have the right to? Sure. That's not what anybody goes to ESPN for. So why are you doing it? They, they got to get a grip on this or uh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose that cable channel. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That is a week and a half away from the debut. We are now a week and a half away from the debut of this season's Moron Trivia. I'm sorry, I rushed it a little bit. It's more on trivia. Yeah, I mean, get the enunciation right. Yeah, you don't want to create the false impression that you're talking about morons. (laughs) You don't want that. What did you even... I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I got that. I, I know. I was, oh, that could work. Like, I see uh-huh, there's almost a double right? entendre, but I had never even I know, thought it about it. It just occurred to me, and so I didn't want there to be any misunderstanding <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, you know, on the subject of trivia. There you go. That's what it is. That's what so, it is. And uh, so a week from Friday, uh, it all kicks off again. And uh, this coming weekend, of course, the college football season gets going in earnest. I assume the uh, Huskers play this weekend, right? Oh, I don't know. Is Against that this Akron? weekend it starts? Akron. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play 7 o'clock Central Time. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock p.m. And then 9.30 Central, uh, the BYU Cougars take to the field against the Arizona Wildcats. Maybe I'll stay up late for that. You should. Mm-hmm. You should. A lot rides on it. My whole uh, well-being this fall rides on it. Yeah, oh, oh get totally. Win. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. I'm with you. You know, that's a, that's one of the problems with college football is if you lose one game, sometimes it can ruin the whole season. Yeah. One game. Can, whereas in the NFL, one game doesn't matter. You can always make up one game, but not in college football. Yeah, you, you, you lose a game, that can be it. You can go 0-4 in the NFL and still make the playoffs. You know? <laughs> yes, you can. That's and happened. still win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, in theory, yes. In theory, But has could. that ever happened? Well, the Packers. I know 0 and 4 has gotten. I don't the think playoffs. they were 0 and 4, but uh, the Packers were a wild card team the last time they won the Super Bowl. Mm. Oh, right? Okay, I got it. I don't want to hear any more about that playoff run because <laughs> <laughs> it involved you. It went through Atlanta, team, right? the number yeah. one seed, which was, right. turned out to be a paper tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was the Chargers. Okay, 
The 92 Chargers made the postseason after going uh, 0-4. 0-4. Um, well, man. that was prior to 2012, so I don't know, man. But it's happened, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited football season is finally here. By the way, it's Nebraska great. settled on their quarterback, and uh, the guy that didn't mm-hmm. win the competition has uh, gone ahead and left the University of Nebraska. Already? Well, I mean, that happens on. so much now. That's pathetic, man. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Uh, BYU just settled their quarterback uh, uh, controversy, too. Um, it's the guy who beat Nebraska a few years ago, you know? Oh, did that happen? Yeah. I he, yeah, that happened. Him. That <laughs> happened on a last-second pass, uh, touchdown pass. Um, and uh, he he won the job again this year over a, a true freshman who's like 18 years old. So, But you're right. If somebody doesn't doesn't win, doesn't expect, you know, doesn't get what they expect to happen for them for the season. They're gone now. That's the way kids are these days. Yeah, nobody nobody sticks around and waits their turn. Nope, I'm leaving. See ya. Over and over and over and over you see that now. Uh, So, I think they, I, I don't know what they can do about it, but, you know, eventually they might have to take a look at that and see what they can do if there's anything. Um. Also, there's a new poll out that actually came out yesterday from Emerson that shows the Senate race here in Texas between Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke at one percentage point. A new poll shows them virtually in a statistical tie because it's within the margin of error. So everybody is all freaked out about this. The sample size was 550 people. But here's the thing. They surveyed registered voters, not likely voters, which means the the poll probably isn't even close to being accurate. Right, yeah. Now, while they have Ted up by one point, it's probably closer to double digits. I'll bet it's eight or nine. If you you actually went to likely voters, he's going to be eight or nine points ahead. Still, what this does show to me is we can't be complacent about this. And we can't be complacent in any state whether it's texas or indiana or utah or wyoming they're talking about a governor a democrat winning the governor's race in wyoming when was the last time that happened wow um so we better mobilize and we better get passionate and serious about the election coming up otherwise it's gonna be ugly and we're gonna get ice abolished and uh, we're going to have the president impeached, and we're going to have every manner of investigation done by the Democrats if if they if they really do have a blue wave that sweeps this country. It's not going to be good. Uh, so, how popular is the abolish ICE movement right now? We hear about it every day. Want to abolish ICE? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That's one of the things she's saying. Need to abolish ICE. Okay. Well. A new poll came out about how little support this Abolish ICE movement really has, even among Democrats. What would you think? 50, 55, 60% of Democrats? Yeah, yeah that sounds right. 25%. 25% of Democrats want to abolish ICE. Wow. This is such a paper tiger. This is such, you know, it's all overblown in the media. They just want this to be the case so badly. Um. That they, I, I think they're trying to trick us into believing it's going to happen and trick us into, into making sure it does happen. But if you abolish ICE, what do you replace it with? Nothing? 
Well, they don't want the rule of law, so you don't need anyone to enforce it. No, I know. At that point. Jeez. Also, another new poll shows a surprising turn in the Montana Senate race. And more information about the blue wave. There's a blue wave. (laughs) According to an internal poll for the National Republican Senatorial Committee, the Republican challenger, Matt Rosendale, leads incumbent Senator John Tester by two percentage points, 47-45. Blue wave! Blue wave! (laughs) Really? An incumbent Democrat is about, well, hopefully going to lose in Montana. While the lead falls within the margin of error, every every poll has shown Tester in the lead, so maybe this maybe this signals a turn toward the Republican in this race. And why not? What is Montana doing continually putting these Democrats into office like this? It's a yeah. red state. I mean, that's that's more um inexplicable than like a Lindsey Graham progressive winning in South Carolina. Oh right? yeah. I mean, what is yeah. that does not make sense to me. Uh, previous to this poll, Real Real Clear Politics averaged uh, the polls, and they had Tester winning by or leading by five and a half percentage points. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it's interesting to me that Rosendahl, who's not that well known, I don't think, in Montana, has sneaked ahead of him by two percentage points in at least one poll. So. Keep your fingers crossed. And if you're in Montana and you're conservative, pay attention to this and make sure you get out and vote. So wait, you're recommending that people, even on the mean streets. Yeah, even on the mean streets. That's kind of tough. It is I mean, tough. dodging bullets in the I way know of the polls. You fear for your life. Yeah. I don't but know. it's worth it. <laughs> Wear a flak jacket and get out there and uh, get involved in this thing. Um, also... The president has announced a uh, new NAFTA name. He says NAFTA will now have a new name because NAFTA has a bad connotation. And uh, here's what he says about this new agreement forthcoming with Mexico and maybe eventually Canada. We're going to call it the United States-Mexico trade agreement. That's catchy. We'll get rid of the name NAFTA. has a bad connotation because the United (laughs) States was hurt very badly by NAFTA. (laughs) <laughs> for many years, and now it's a really yeah. good deal for both countries. All right. Well, that's great. I don't know the details on it. Uh, have you seen the details on it? I haven't seen any yet. No, I need to do that. So I don't know what makes it a great deal for both both countries. But so far, Canada is not a part of it. And I don't know if they're going to be, but it's the United States-Mexico trade agreement. That rolls right off the tongue. Right off the tongue. Umta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, it's not even a done deal. Apparently, I mean that's just kind of a an agreement. Yeah, you, you're not saying that yet. Donald Trump jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, that's inconceivable. You know, you know what else isn't completely done yet is um, North Korea. That's, yeah, uh, that's slipping away here. Yeah, that 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 doesn't look good right now. Uh, they're they're upset. We're upset. Uh, it's kind of back to where it's always been. It seems like. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, in the meantime, Venezuela's situation continues to uh, spiral out of control. Somebody wrote an, uh, an article about things being so bad there that they don't even have access to running water a lot of the time. Uh, this person writes, when we're lucky, a trickle flows through my apartment building's rickety pipes. When I'm really lucky... 
it might deliver as much as 30, 30 straight minutes worth of water, which is enough to fill up a 200 or so gallon tank in my kitchen and trigger a celebration. Um, apparently, it's so rare to have water running through their pipes that people will, it, when it happens in the middle of the night, they run to their neighbor's apartment, knock on their door and wake them up to, to go fill up whatever they can fill up with water so that they have water for the rest of the day. It's just amazing. Yeah, they they say they don't do the dishes because there's not enough uh, water to do that. Um, clothes are not washed regularly. Uh, you have to, like if you're visiting a friend's house, it's you got to ask them, is it okay to flush? And usually it's not. Oh, goodness. Uh, so here's a problem too. When they start filling up vessels full of water, whether it's, you know, large vases or whatever it is, then you've got large, um, vessels of water laying around that attracts mosquitoes. So malaria rates have soared. Uh, he says the poorest as usual have it the worst, though no one is spared hospitals and schools. Nice neighborhoods and slums. They all go without water. At times, for weeks on end. Making this man-made drought the most equalizing disaster the socialist government has ever managed to engineer. Um, So they've got all this crumbling infrastructure. They can't shower. Um, they, They don't have running water. Um, and can't flush their toilets. You've just got a recipe for really unhealthy conditions and, of course, starvation, and they don't have medicine available, so it's no wonder that you know tens and hundreds of thousands of people are, are fleeing Venezuela, going across the border, looking for refuge somewhere else. It's the wonders of socialism, and it's on display for everybody to see. And yet, here in the United States of America... We've got people who are turning to socialism and to socialists. And the Democrat Party seems to be under siege by socialists. I don't, I don't understand it. It's, uh, it's amazing. 888 You know, we are uh, blessed in this country to have the things that we do and um, have things available so that not only do we choose not to eat certain things that are readily and plentifully available. Does anything come to mind that you don't want to eat that's readily available? Kale. Oh. Yeah, kale mm-hmm. does come to mind. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, so, uh, Chris, Christian, uh, one of our producers, was uh, down at uh, TCU at the uh, campus, and I don't quite understand the context of this. Oh, give them kale. But there's a banner there uh-huh. talking uh-huh. about the pleasures of kale. Uh-huh. So it's give them a, kale. So I guess I guess TCU's uh, instead of give them hell. Obviously, uh-huh. it's give them kale, but I'm I'm not sure what. Um, you gonna eat some now? Because there's no. a banner that says give them kale. I'm not going to. Mm-mm. Okay, well that's why I have Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. You know, oh. um, because there's kale in it, <laughs> and I can get the nutrition without the nasty, bitter, icky taste of <laughs> eating a leaf. which I don't want to do. It's like pulling grass up out of your yard and eating it and calling it a treat. And believe it or not, I rarely do that. In fact, never. I've never done that. So every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic, boost your immune system, antioxidant power. It's just, it's a great product. You just take eight ounces, you take a scoop and put it into eight ounces of water or whatever drink you want. It's that easy. It tastes great. 
And in the long run, you're going to be healthier because of it. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens, get 10% off the month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. It's BrickHousePat.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-933-93 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Sabes84 tweets, at least ESPN can spell respect. Do we have proof of that? <laughs> right. For Mike, uh, if my child came home from school, having been punished for calling the teacher ma'am, they would literally have to pry me off the principal or superintendent's desk. Uh, Millennial Falcon Tweets, dear God, with that many people delivering eulogies at McCain's funeral, it'll be a, it'll be next week before they get done with the service. Now that's true. Yeah, we have a lot of people speaking. I've, everybody from George W. Bush to Barack Obama uh, to I, I think Michael Bloomberg is uh, delivering something at the at the service. It's going to be amazing. Um, Taylor Usury is a woman whose routine trip. Uh, back in July, started like anybody else's. She chose a comfortable dress and sandals that would make her travel um, more comfortable. She arrived early at the airport where she passed through security. Her body was scanned, searched, patted down, her belongings swabbed and sent through the x-ray machine. She's a social media manager for an arts and crafts company. And she remembers that on that day, Last month, she bought a chicken biscuit and a Diet Dr. Pepper while she waited in the terminal. Um, She was heading to Florida for a meeting at the Home Shopping Network. She just had no idea she was being watched during her meal and watched every step of the way, as a matter of fact. A team of armed federal air marshals was shadowing her every move, recording whether she touched her face or sweated where she went, how she looked, and other, you know, seemingly meaningless details as she made her way through the Charlotte airport. The air marshals then boarded the flight and flew with her to Florida, closely watching her until she left the Tampa airport. Uh, Documents now show that Usury was swept up in the TSA's Quiet Skies program. Uh... One of about 5,000 U.S. citizens who've been subjected to that this year alone. 5,000 people have been monitored like this by the TSA? Did anybody know this was going on? Uh, Since it was first reported last month, TSA officials have asserted that, oh, no, we don't monitor ordinary citizens. No, that's... Just the ordinary travelers? No, we're, we're just looking for people with terrorist ties. Okay, I'm sorry. What does this woman who is a uh, social media manager and for an arts and crafts company have to do with uh, terrorism? And the answer, of course, is nothing. But she's been to Turkey. So because she went to Turkey uh, on a business trip, 
they followed her everywhere she went on uh, this subsequent trip. I, I had no idea this was going on. Um, TSA Administrator David Pekoski told USA Today, I would say to the American public, ordinary citizens don't need to worry about the Quiet Skies program. They got nothing to worry about. Yeah, but that seems to contradict this person's experience of being watched and being followed hmm. and numerous other ordinary citizens who've been watched and been followed. For her part, Usury said, I'm not a terrorist. I don't, I don't do anything subversive. I work from home. I'm a, she's a mother of two hmm. from Williamsburg, Virginia, and she was targeted just because she had recently flown to Turkey for an arts and crafts course. But Turkey is a focal point of this Quiet Skies program. So wait, that's why they followed her? It has nothing to do with her eating a chicken biscuit and a <laughs> no, Diet Dr. Not. Pepper? No. I thought those were telltale signs, no? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So in addition to her, other targets identified uh, by the newspaper The Globe include, get this, WNBA player Courtney Vandersloot, a working flight attendant, a business executive, and a law enforcement officer for a for another federal agency. Uh, all of them have been followed and surveilled by this Quiet Skies program by uh, U.S. air marshals. Uh, several air marshals have told um, the Globe that the Quiet Skies surveillance routinely includes passengers who pose no threat whatsoever. They routinely follow ordinary U.S. citizens. And these air marshals have said the program is misguided. It pushes the boundary of the law. Sounds like it, it sounds to me like it exceeds the boundary of the law. Yeah. And it's a waste of time and resources. Wow. It sounds very Soviet-esque. Doesn't it? This sounds exactly like what used to happen behind the Iron Curtain in these Eastern European countries. Yep. You'd have Soviet spies or agents just following these citizens around, I mean, making sure they're not trying to overthrow the government on their downtime. Man. Every day we're hearing about these encroachments into our freedom, these obvious violations of the U- U.S. Constitution. Last month, the Globe revealed the existence of Quiet Skies, which specifically targets U.S. citizens who are not on any terror watch list and not suspected of any crime. Their only crime is having been to a country that the TSA considers dangerous. This is just unbelievable and unacceptable. Ah, but I don't care because I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. What do I care? Follow I me. I don't care. Just watch yeah, me all day. Me. Follow me all the way into my bedroom if you want. Stand there and watch. I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. Jeez. Uh, the TSA initially refused last month to even acknowledge the program's existence. But they released some details uh, following the Globe report because the Globe is all, all over this. Where are the U.S.? Where's the U.S. press on this? Man, we find ourselves. The Globe is a, a British uh, press. Time. Yeah. Why? Why isn't NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox? And, why isn't anybody on this? And what an opportunity for the press, because they would be all over this if they would. Right? Just waiting for that spark to go off in their head and go. Well, who's the head of the government right now? <gasps> Let's mm-hmm. pin this on Trump. Mm-hmm. I bet he came up with this. He probably scribbled this plan out on a, on a notepad one night in the Lincoln bedroom, and he he put it into place. Let's let's make sure not only that we we out this program, but we somehow connect it to Trump himself. 
surprised they haven't. I know. So the TSA, uh, in defending Quiet Skies, said the program should be of no concern to ordinary travelers. <laughs> Just don't even worry about it. But this woman, uh, Taylor Usury, makes greeting cards for fun and has online profiles brimming with motivational Whoa. Uh, quotes. Sounds like a front to me. But there's also, get this, recipes on her website. I don't have to tell you how dangerous recipes are. And she's also got some photos of craft beer on her website. Don't tell me she's not a terrorist. Don't even try to tell me that, because clearly she is. If it was just craft beer or recipes, I'd say, okay, maybe leave her alone. But when it's a combination of the two... Yeah, you got to say something. See something, say something. Damn dangerous. Yeah. Thank you, TSA. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for following this woman. Continue to follow her wherever she goes. She must be stopped. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. On a pretty regular basis, we are absolutely blown away at some of the things we're tolerating in the United States of America. Some of the clearly unconstitutional developments. And we don't... There's no outrage over them. There's outrage over the dumbest things. You know, somebody misspeaking or saying something stupid when actually there are... There are clear-cut violations of the United States Constitution going on, like this TSA Quiet Skies program. Hey, I'm sorry. Without due process, without without some reason, without some evidence that somebody's doing anything wrong, you start following them and surveilling them? Hmm. Then you come to the civil asset forfeiture, which we've talked about, uh, you know... uh, Quite a few times lately, I came across the most egregious example of this that I've ever seen over the weekend. It happened in in uh, Utah, where there was a uh, man who was driving on the highway and apparently following a little too close to the vehicle in front of him, and he was pulled over by the Utah Highway Patrol. For whatever reason, the highway patrolman uh, had a a drug dog with him and had the drug dog sniffing around. And apparently the drug dog was alerted to the presence of narcotics, but they didn't find anything. What they did find was $500,000 in cash. Well, who carries around with them $500,000 in cash? Well, I don't know. Who cares? Drug dealers sometimes? Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. But if there's no evidence of that, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to take his $500,000 from him. That's what you're going to do. Half a million dollars. Taken. Just took it. 
This was two years ago. This guy, Kyle Savely, has been fighting to get his money back ever since. They've never charged him with a single thing. They didn't charge him with anything except following too close to a vehicle in front of him, which that even that violation was dismissed. <laughs> he was acquitted of that. So he's charged with nothing. There's no evidence. I mean, you had a drug-sniffing dog. Could the dog be wrong? Yes. Could there have been drugs in the car and they had the lingering scent or the scent was on the money? Yeah, I suppose. But there's no proof of that. There's no evidence of that. So two years later, the guy still hasn't gotten his money back. And he's been taking this all the way through the court system up to the Utah Supreme Court, who just finally said, okay, give his money back to him. Fortunately, the Utah Supreme Court made the right ruling on this and said, give his money back. They still haven't. Wow. They still haven't. Because they're fighting over dividing it up between the federal government and the state. Uh, That's a moot point. And it's neither of yours. It's Kyle Savely's half a million dollars. Is he a drug dealer? I don't know. But because this is America... He's innocent yes. until proven guilty, and you haven't even charged him with anything, let alone proven anything against him. Officer, did you find uh, illegal drugs in the vehicle, yes or no? No. Um, officer, are you aware that between 90 and 93% of U.S. dollar bills contain mm-hmm. traces of illegal drugs on them? D- yes. So maybe your dog mm-hmm. caught the trace from somebody else's use of the money. So? We're, we're keeping it because we need some new vehicles in the, de- in the department. Give him back his money. <laughs> no. Huh? It's just a matter of how much we keep and how much we have to give no, no, back no. to I the federal him, government. I'm, I'm the Supreme Court of the state of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> give him back his money. I mean, seriously. Now, now seriously. we're just lawless, even, even right. with the It's official, just chaos. Yeah, it's just, At this point, it's just chaos. How pissed off would you be? Oh, my gosh. There if you're Kyle Savely yeah. mm-hmm. and you've got a half million dollars that the government took from you for no reason. Yep. And you still, it's two years later, you don't have that money back? Mm-hmm. I'd be out of my mind pissed. Yeah, there's a bad day coming in Utah. Mm-hmm. Holy I would, cow. Uh, I wouldn't rest. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about these stories multiple times. We had uh, the case in Wyoming where the guy was um, pulled over on the road. Another traffic stop. And he had $91,800 on him. It's a lot of money. What are you doing with it? Well, none of your freaking business. Is it, excuse me, is it illegal now in the United States of America to have cash on me? It's about to be. Because if it is, you better get that word out to the American people. I think they'll have a problem with it. A, we all know it isn't illegal to carry money with you. Even in a large sum of money, you can have it for whatever reason. This guy had it because he was about to go buy a recording studio, and he was going to pay cash for it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly legal. It's perfectly fine. It's none of your business anyway why he has $91,800 on him. But they took it, and they won't give it back to him. Wow. I mean, this is where Dave Ramsey needs to step up because he's all about, you know, just pay with cash so you don't get into debt. Pay <laughs> right. with cash. I no mean, kidding. this um, movement, well, it should be a movement against Civil asset forfeiture without due process. I mean, it needs a spokesman like Dave Ramsey to jump on board here. Yeah. But seriously. Yeah. Is this, and it's not an idle comment, is this America anymore? 
It does it's not a, feel like it on days like this with stories like this. It, it's an honest question now. I mean, this guy has no criminal record. He wasn't accused or charged of a serious crime. Here's what he was charged with. Improperly wearing his seatbelt. <laughs> That's a big fine right there. Boy, it's getting out of control with those. So you know what that is? I've done that a million times. He probably had the seatbelt on, but he had his he had his arm over the top of it when it's got to cover your shoulder like that. Oh, that's he odd. was wearing it. He just wasn't wearing it in the way they wanted him to in Wyoming. Okay. Which is a whole other issue that I want. Uh, $91,800. Wow. So it's a $91,800 fine for, I guess, improperly wearing your seatbelt. Oh, I'm sorry. He also was given a warning for lane use, whatever that is. So they seized the money, and uh, he he signed away his interest in the money through a waiver that he says was uh, deceitfully obtained. And he's since, ever since, been trying to get his money back. But the law enforcement officials have rejected his pleas. Uh, responding to a request for records related to the case, state officials said they consider the cash abandoned. The state has even moved to forfeit uh, forfeiture the money without notifying him of the relevant court hearing until after it happened. Jeez, can you imagine this? He, he, he worked 12-hour days, he says, for years to save up $91,800. I bet. And uh, then it's just all gone. It's all taken from him. And there's no reason for it other than he wasn't properly wearing his seatbelt. I'm enraged and I'm not him. I I, I can't imagine being one of these individuals going through this. And there's story after story like this. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't understand why this keeps happening. Uh, Charles Clark, we told you this story, I think, Um, when he entered the, Charles Clark entered the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky International Airport in February, eager to go back to his mother after a months-long visit with relatives. Instead of a quick, easy trip back home to Orlando, Clark lost his life savings, $11,000 in cash, to law enforcement officials who uh, never charged him with a crime. He's a 24-year-old college student. Uh, he says losing the money was devastating. He's been forced to live with his mom ever since. Uh, trumping his plans to move closer to, to school. He's fallen back on other family for financial support. He had to take out loans for school instead of paying for it up front. Uh, he said, it's been a real struggle for me. And why did they take it? Because they found it in his... Uh, in his carry-on bag that he was traveling with. <laughs> and he was just going to pay for his life in, uh, you know, at school with the $11,000. The government is basing the forfeiture on one claim. His checked bag and money smelled like marijuana. According to law enforcement, they never found any marijuana. They didn't find any drugs. It just smelled like it, according to them. <laughs> now, is this the guy who... Uh, now, this happened in Cincinnati. There's another similar story where they said the same thing at the airport. And marijuana use is legal in California. And it happened in California. 
Remember that one? We just had that a few weeks ago where the guy had ten dollars or $15,000 taken from him because they said his bag smelled like marijuana. And he's like, well, A, so what? Um, it's legal in California to smoke marijuana. So that shouldn't be an issue. Nope, they took his money from him anyway. You got the $91,000 case in Wyoming. You had the uh, Texas couple who was driving across the state, got pulled over by um, Highway Patrol, and they had $30,000 on them because they were going to buy a car, and they were going to drive it back home, and uh, their cash was taken from them. I mean, (laughs) this is plain, straight-up government theft. Theft. Absolutely. That's all it is. Absolutely. This uh, civil asset forfeiture thing has got to be dealt with. Not to mention the TSA following 5,000 Americans this year alone just because. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, um, you now shouldn't say ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. or no ma'am right. to your teachers. Boy, you can be punished for it. We're only 45 minutes. Uh, I'm sorry, an hour and 15 minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. and uh, Already we're pissed. I think it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fair mm-hmm. question. Is this America anymore? My goodness. Uh, yeah, we're beyond. I mean, I think the answer is no. It's just mm-hmm. not It's not the American. It's not the America our founders uh, put into place, that's for sure. Yeah, it makes it very tough to explain the news of the day to your kids. Yeah, I know. When you're teaching them the founding principles of this nation and the rule of law on one hand, and then you've got stories like this on the other. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Good luck, kids. I already told you the general <laughs> rule is don't try to make sense of the world. Uh, then you got this nightmare to think about, too. Um, people foreclosing on your home, even though uh, because they say you haven't made payments on a home equity loan you took out, yeah. even though you didn't take out a home equity loan. It's brutal. You didn't, but some identity thief did take out a loan in your name because... Home titles and mortgages are now all stored online, and thieves, and f- both foreign and domestic, hunt them and find them there. It's it's really easy. They did this with with mine uh, when we signed up with Home Title Lock. They said, "Well, let, let us show you what we can do here. How easy this is." And in 15 minutes, they had stolen my uh, home title and forged my signature. And now the house, you know, would have belonged to them. If they were the actual thieves. I mean, it it doesn't take them any amount of time at all. It's an amazing situation. Hardly anybody knows about it. And there's no bank or identity theft program or insurance program that can protect you from this. So do what I did and sign up for Home Title Lock. For just a few pennies a day, they can put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage online. And anytime they detect any sort of tampering, they're on it. To shut it all down. Get your $60 search for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today and have that peace of mind that your title and mortgage is protected from thieves. HomeTitleLock.com Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns 
Uh, welcome. You know, I may have changed my mind a little bit on this civil asset forfeiture thing. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I missed I missed this really important uh, segment of the story. Uh, like many police powers expanded in the war on drugs, the worry is cops are now abusing civil forfeiture laws, specifically to pad their own budgets. However, listen to this. Okay. An investigation by the Washington Post found that money is going from everything from computers and guns to armored trucks, coffee makers, and... The face painting services of Sparkles the Clown. So now that I know that they're using it for such important, important projects, uh, you're, on, yet, you're on board now. I'm. I think I'm on board. You think so? I still <laughs> have a know, chance yeah. to convince you otherwise. You have to be open minded. Wait a minute, about is this... these things, and when you find out that oh, it's Sparkles. Yeah, it's face painting services from Sparkles the Clown. Okay, he does now such I'm... a good job. Yeah. That yeah. I, I mean, how do you say no this to that? This is the, yeah, okay. I might be with you on this one. I didn't, <laughs> I missed the sparkles reference the first time. I was like, right. oh, it's face painting. Oh, it's a clown. But right. it's sparkles. But it's, yeah. The clown. It's sparkles that's that's doing the face painting. So you know it's good. You know it's good. I know it's, boy, it's so, so flipping good. I, this is a huge, uh, Vox has done a pretty extensive report on this. And we'll have to go through this and, and, uh. Find out how many other, you know, what other really important services have been provided by stealing Americans' money from them for no apparent reason. Because <laughs> uh, it's worth it's a worthwhile program. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, the original intent of this was to take things from the bad guys, right? To take their assets, to take their resources was from it? them, because uh-huh. they've they're, it's ill-gotten booty, and then things just got out of control. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh, man. Well-intentioned, I'm sure, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. From yeah, the beginning. To do with just you bet. Uh, just taking people's money. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, here's here's some good story. Actual, actual goodness in the world. Uh, you remember last August twenty seventh, JJ Watt tweeted a simple video from what looked to be his hotel room. He talked about. How hard it was to watch the news of the damage uh, Hurricane Harvey was causing to Houston. And he said, what I want to do is I want to start a fundraiser. And he said, I have a goal of $200,000. And I want you to help me raise $200,000 for the flood relief in Houston. Well, it ended up becoming the largest crowdsourced fundraiser in world history. Amazing. The largest in world history. So yesterday, one year after Watt's first video, the Texans and Watt provided updates of the fundraiser that made national news. The first place to start is one stunning figure. He wound up raising not 200000 but $41,600,000, or 208 times what he set out to raise. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So good. So far, he's used the funds on uh, face painting from Sparkles the Clown. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Any fundraiser. <laughs> Fortunately, that's not part of this. Uh, well, uh, oh, I meant, yeah. I whoa, I meant, no, I'm glad that's not in there. Because J.J. <laughs> Watt's not the government. That's not what he spent it on. Uh-huh. Clean up 
uh, repair and rebuilding of 600-plus homes, recovery and rebuilding of 420-plus child care centers and after-school programs, serving 16,000-plus kids, distribution of more than 26 million meals. Mm. 26 million meals. Physical and mental health services to sixty-five more than 6,500 people. And distribution of medicine to more than 10,000 people. And here's the other great thing. The accountability here yeah. of J.J. Watt coming back to you and saying, okay, hey, thank you, and here's what your money did. Yeah. We I'm, did all these things. I'm so grateful for this great? story. Because normally you, you give to a cause mm. or something like that, and you don't, you don't hear know. how it specifically uh, manifests yeah. itself. That's yep. awesome. I love this stuff. I love J.J. Watt. This guy is almost not even human. I mean, he's like some angelic character with uh, muscles. Uh, that's it's. He's just incredible. And he's it's almost too good to be true. Yeah, he's so easy to root for. So easy. And yeah. It's just a shame that he's constantly getting injured because I want to I see him play so I can root for this I know. hero. He's uh, he's it's been what uh, two out of the last three seasons I think he's had season-ending injuries right bad yeah so hopefully he'll come back you know stronger than ever this year and get back to where he was um, but yeah he's so easy to root for I just you know you wonder are we going to find out the guy's a serial killer on the side or well it's 2018 <clears throat> yes so you so would think something's going to happen something's right coming. I mean some steroid scandal or you know he's he's Probably an air marshal's following him around as we speak. He's torturing people, poking him with pickle forks in his basement or something. Torturing quarterbacks of the NFL, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's doing. Thank you. Now, he's an incredible guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really cool to know that not only did he raise the $41.6 million, but he put it to to good use and didn't squander it. Also, this is uh, another fun NFL story from Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton uh, is the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. So why do the fans in Buffalo, New York, love him so much? <laughs> well, last year on uh, the last game of the season, yeah. um, there were, he the Cincinnati Bengals were playing the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens had a playoff berth on the line. If they won, they were up with just a few seconds left in the game. <laughs> When Andy Dalton threw a long touchdown pass, I forget how many yards it went for. Yeah, it was long. Uh, but uh, it, it was a great play. The Bengals beat the, the Ravens, so the Ravens didn't make the playoffs. Uh, the Buffalo Bills did. For the first time since 1999, it took that miracle to get the Bills in. So they love him now. Uh-huh. And uh, so there's kind of this love fest between Bills fans and uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, Bills fans greeted the opposing team's quarterback with a standing ovation before <laughs> Sunday's preseason game. Before that, Dalton had visited the Rosewell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center in Buffalo, and uh, they donated an entertainment hub with TV and theater system, game consoles, and computers. Dalton gave $25,000 to the Angel Fund to provide treatment for Western New Yorkers. So... A bunch of people donated to his foundation, yeah, and then when that, yeah. he went back mm-hmm. to Buffalo, 
he donated to a, a local cause himself. Yeah, that's Buffalo, a cool story. It's very cool. Buffalo residents uh, ended up raising almost half a million dollars um, donating to Andy Dalton's fund after that game. That's was it that much? Half a million? Yeah, it was like four hundred wow. something thousand. But yeah, it was pushing half a million. So it's, <laughs> you know, the NFL needs stories like this and JJ Watt for sure. Um, yeah, with right all now. this stupidity going on with the kneeling controversy and. They can't tackle people anymore, and uh, they become a bunch of sissies, and so uh, well, <laughs> this is a great story. Did you see that um, the Falcons and Jaguars preseason game over the weekend, um, Marquise Lee, uh, the number one receiver for the Jaguars, out for the season because of a knee injury that he suffered when the Falcons guy, uh, he tackled him, okay? Mm-hmm. And he went low, and his knee ended up getting destroyed. Um, and one of the Jaguars players, Jalen Ramsey, said that, look, you, you can't blame the Falcons for this. Um, you got to blame the NFL new rule because uh, Shazee was just simply mm. uh, trying to, you know, lower his head uh, to keep from making contact up top. And anyhow, um, there you go. So, so you're going to have more of that probably, right? You're going to have more knee injuries, uh, more ACL, MCL problems. Yeah, because if you hit him anywhere above the waist with your helmet, it's a huge penalty. And, uh, I mean, nobody knows how to tackle anybody anymore. What's legal? Two hands below the waist. Yeah. That's touch football or flag football now. That's what it is. So, uh, out of all that madness, to hear stories about J.J. Watt and Andy Dalton, it's refreshing. It's a nice change of pace. Triple eight. 933.93. Also coming up in just a few minutes, Jeffy will be here with Chewing the Fat. I know you're excited about that. I think that. I, f- I hear him rumbling just outside the door right now. Yeah, you can fact. feel the ground shake a little bit because yeah. he's on the way. So There we go. Oh, <laughs> should be here next. Oh, look, the ripples in my oh, yeah. water. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Oh, that um, it means it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. So I know you uh, talked a little bit about uh, the new uh, the new big deal for uh, Donald Trump and uh, NAFTA. I mean, mm. what's he calling it now? It's not NAFTA. It's uh, no, it's, it's uh, the, the United Mexican, States, United States deal. Mexico Big trade deal. agreement. Big deal. Something. Uh, Whatever it is. Yeah, I, mean, whatever. I mean, it sounded great, and it sounds better than mm-hmm. NAFTA. There's no details yet whatsoever, by the way. Well, and one of the reasons that there might be not any details is that yesterday, uh, when they made such a big deal at a press conference, uh, he was going to talk to uh, the Mexican president uh, on the phone. Uh, it was fun watching the live event because uh, well, we couldn't quite get a hold of the Mexican <laughs> oh, president. No. There's, a, there's, a, there's a video of Trump in the Oval. Okay. Uh, and we look very much forward to it. And I believe 
the president is on the phone. Enrique? Hello, Enrique. Oh, boy. Yeah, you can hook him up. <laughs> you tell me when. <laughs> so, hey, how, how are you doing? Uh, a big thing. <laughs> we'll just talk, a lot uh, of people waiting. A lot of people waiting. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, there is. Hello. Hello. Uh, you want to uh, put that on this phone, please? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Ryan doing thing. Finally, finally, I mean, he's about right to go stat. The new boy comes over and uh, punches it up and uh, accesses it. Hey, 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 thank you. President Trump, how are you? Good morning. Thank you. Congratulations. It was tremendous watching That's that awesome. live. I mean. I don't know. Maybe you go live after you hook it up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you hook him up first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Here we got it up. Because you know the president, Donald Trump, only wants to hit one button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's the right button. Mm-hmm. He just wants to reach over and push a button mm-hmm. and have the phone call up on the phone, please. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. look. <laughs> you don't have the president of Mexico. What is his name? Enrique Nieto. He doesn't wait for anyone. You're not going to be able to put him on hold beforehand. I mean, he's the president oh, of point. Mexico. That's a good right? point. I didn't think. I, you're right. <laughs> so it was his fault. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, uh, Dana Lash, uh, you know, Dana, I mean, she used to work here on the network and, uh, you know, friends of the show, uh, took to Twitter by exposing a bunch of hateful threats, you know, because we had the shooting on Sunday. And of course, anytime there's a shooting, uh, the world blames Dana Lash. Mm-hmm. And the NRA. And uh, one Twitter uh, r- writer wrote, uh, the only way these people learn is if it affects them directly. So if Dana Lash has to have her children murdered before she'll understand, oh my gosh, I guess that's man. what needs to happen. Unreal. Oh, my god! So, of course, she you know notifies Twitter Jeez. and uh, says, hey, um, what do you think? Hey, I thought you had a policy against hate speech. Mm-hmm. They responded saying, uh, hello. Uh, Thank you for your recent report. We reviewed your report carefully and found there's no violation of the Twitter rules against abusive behavior. What? So, I mean, there, there was a huge outrage. I oh, mean, my God. As, oh, yeah. as, as you're outraged at this moment. Yeah. Um, all these people unloaded on Twitter. I hope so. On, and to Twitter. Good gosh. And uh, a little bit later. On Sunday, uh, update to the Twitter account, uh, which has been reported on after initially claiming that mm-hmm. the account didn't violate uh, their uh, standards. Uh, Twitter just notified me that they re-reviewed the account. Re-reviewed. Uh, we've re-reviewed the account you reported and have locked it because we found it to be in violation of the Twitter rules. If the account owner complies with our requested actions and stated policies, the account will be unlocked. If you have any more control. Any more problems? Let us know. Mm-hmm. So they only Jeez. re-reviewed after the outrage. After the outrage, but the original thought is that's fine. I mean, Dana and her family and her I kids guess. they get these countless threats All from the these anti-gun people, and they do. You know, I will who say who don't even want her to have the ability to defend herself from these freaks. Oh, I know. It's madness, man. Madness. They want to. They want the people to live in gun-free zones mm-hmm. so nobody gets hurt, except for you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Except for you. I want to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. See, Agonizing. You sick people. That's why but she's I, carrying a gun. I would just like to, you know, thank. Uh, I like, I, I'm proud that Twitter, you know, has those rules and they stick to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stick mm-hmm. right to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no yeah. crossing. There's no gray area. Uh-huh. Man, those lines are right there and strict and enforced. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Come on now. It's ridiculous. I, it most definitely is. And speaking of Twitter, uh, those of you that have been in love with uh, the Warren Buffett account that's been giving, that's been tweeting out uh, great uh, ways of uh, how to live, like what's cool, the top ten things of what's cool, saying thank you, apologizing when wrong, showing up on time, the smartest people I know, the top seven people, don't get easily offended, read more than they talk. Those have been uh, retweeted. Those two tweets alone have been retweeted over almost 600,000 times. Uh, and it's advice for young people from Warren Buffett, uh, except that it's a fake account. Uh, it's not the real Warren Buffett. <laughs> it's spelled wrong. It's got the number at the end. <laughs> and there were a few people in the comments that realized that it was not fake, like was on the one that said uh, the featured advice being respectful, punctual, and gracious. Another user suggested using your own identity on your Twitter account. Uh <laughs> One mm-hmm. of the things said, "Fake, uh, don't uh, uh, clearly not listening to the account's advice. Don't respond to nonsense." Well, yeah, uh, and especially since Warren Buffett's actual address is Warren Fat Piece of Crap Buffett. Yeah, that's verified, right? right? Absolutely, that's, that's the verified and account. In the bio, mm-hmm. in the bio, it mm-hmm. says "proud member of the Douche <laughs> Hall of Fame." Yeah, yeah. I mean, and mm-hmm. in, in the bio of this particular account, it didn't say "parody account," which I believe is a violation of Twitter rules. Oh my. Nah, we reviewed it. It's, nah, it's not a problem. Nah, don't worry nah, about it. That doesn't violate I mean, our rules. But the good thing is it wasn't bad. You mm-hmm. know, the account wasn't bad. It was giving yeah. nice decent advice, generalized advice on how mm-hmm. to live your life. Except that it was people were going crazy because it was, you know, the great Warren... Fat piece of crap. Buffett. Buffett. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, but, it, but it wasn't... That's a birth name, it, right? It wasn't Warren... Yes. Mm-hmm. Fat piece of crap, Buffett. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Those of you that didn't weren't aware. Well, now you are. And I, mm-hmm. you know, sorry. Now you can look for his actual account if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll know exactly which one it is because right. it is at Warren. Fat piece of crap, Buffett. Mm-hmm. With the check mark. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's verified, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, you talk, We talked a little bit about uh, in the past about the new uh, Joker m- movie that Warner Brothers coming out with with uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, he's going to be the Joker, and he's exciting. And we, the reason that we came up the last time is that they were in talks, and now it's a done deal that Robert De Niro is going to be in the movie. So that makes me want to see it tenfold. Mm-hmm. But this news uh, makes me want to see it even, I mean, you know, like 90-fold. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been announced that Alec Baldwin is going to be in the movie now mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> so if you want to, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. I don't know who else could be in this movie. What's her name that we hate? Uh, I can't remember. I put her name out of Meryl Streep. If Meryl oh, Streep, if they cast yeah. Meryl Streep in this movie, I there you couldn't drag me away from this. You theater. say Joaquin Phoenix is going to yeah, be the Joker? Joker? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now they uh, they were in talks. They, they didn't get a big budget with this. To start the budget, according to this, the budget is just fifty five million. Somewhere in there, but I, I've, they were talking about uh, you know Jared Leto or Leto or whatever however you say his last name uh, being Joker because he's the Joker in Suicide Squad, and he's saying nope he's still going to be the Joker in Suicide Squad, and he's going to be a Joker in another standalone Joker movie that doesn't have anything to do with this one. 
So, wow. I mean, it's a Joker, Joker, Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Joker's wild. Yeah, I see. Uh, mm-hmm. That's good. Old game show. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows about it anymore. Shocking trend. And it is really shocking to me. I mean, this is an idea that I had a long time ago, and they're finally catching up. Uh, people are uh, taking the drugs that have been uh, prescribed for their animals. Oh. Uh, veterinarians have been uh-huh. warned to look out for the latest trend as uh, people are taking their animals, and some people have been harming their animals. So that they could take uh, so them they, in, so, they could so that they could get, get the, the medications. Yeah, and take the drugs. Yeah, Jeffy, how does one feel? How do you get that desperate for well, drugs? Well, A, uh, let me say this. Uh, I can I can honestly say that I've never harmed an animal to get drugs from a veterinary. A doctor asked <laughs> if it's possible to search a... <laughs> Okay, good. That's I mean, a that's powerful statement. You're a good thank man, you. you know? Powerful. Thank you. I mean, yeah, that's just wrong. Yeah, it is. That's just wrong. Very. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're saying you're a great man. Yeah. Okay. For thank that you. alone, you mm-hmm. never harmed an animal. This, I mean, but it's a little. This, the vets can't check on the pet owners since the animal is the patient, so there's no program that can run through the database to find out if. Oh, it's coming. If right? the, oh, I know. Oh, you're, you're on the. Yeah. Absolutely is coming. The warning bells are all over they that. They will cross-check your vet records with your doctor records, and it's on. And the one doc, of course, this is where we're at in America, too, with regular with the, you know, regular paying docs. Um, uh, due to concerns about drug abuse, some veterinarians are not going to prescribe some controlled substances. So let the dog suffer. Mm-hmm. Let the human suffer. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there's, pe- there's people that have become addicted to this drug. No one can have it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So good luck, God bless. And now we've got, uh, you've got, uh, let alone the animals, you have uh, pharmacy techs and uh, pharmacists refusing to fill prescriptions that a doctor has written because he is a pharmacist. He knows more than the doctor and knows more about you, the patient, than the doctor does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It absolutely is it's ridiculous. It's getting out of control. but And it's out of control because of the base. I just saw a new another article from Fox News online. Uh, retweeted this weekend with big numbers of all the uh, deaths from uh, the opioids, which has been proven false, mm-hmm. and they're still pushing that narrative. Mm-hmm. This just drives me insane. So, I don't like it. I know you do. And I don't like the fact that people are harming animals to get drugs. No, I don't like there's that There's plenty other ways <laughs> to... Plenty. There's plenty other mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. to help your animal. Uh, good. Keep oh, an no. eye out for it. Oh, no. Not the segment. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I, no, I should have, though, but I won't. He gave me. He sent me a story. He wanted me to go into the story about the guys that have been... Uh, uh, helping animals, if you will. Helping animals with their escapades of sex. Okay. And it's really a sad. I mean, it's mm. three. It's, it's a icky. long story. I thought, and I, I, thought I knew you. I it's thought, a long I story. You were sick. That's icky. I'm sorry. I know, but like I said, I don't. I'm not in for harming animals. All right. And on top of Good. which, not anywhere in the story does it say that the animals were okay with it, and you know they were. No. Amazon was reportedly. I'm sorry. The animals were okay with I it. I think most of them were. Amazon was. <laughs> well, I mean, how were they dressed? Well, they probably weren't dressed. Oh, you See? might be onto something. Thank you. Mm. Uh, I know that uh, we have something to look forward to uh, now that uh, Amazon is now going to, uh, they're mulling over. It's not a done deal yet. They're mulling over the purchase of uh, Landmark Theaters. So they're going to be into the movie chain business uh, here real soon. So you'll see an Amazon movie? No problem. Go to our theaters. Mm. 
It'll be fascinating to see mm-hmm. that happen. Hmm. And so, hmm. no, you you don't have to you don't have to be an Amazon uh, subscriber. We'll get you a better deal. Come and see if you're a, if you're an Amazon Prime member. Hmm. But uh, I mean, I think that's fascinating that they should have already been in that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they they haven't gotten into that earlier. It'll be a good thing to. Uh, I don't know. If, I should refer. I don't know that it's going to be a good thing, but it will be something that. It'd be worth it. It might help the business a little bit. Dinosaur footprints of T-Rex. Ancestor discovered pet. Researchers at the University of Kent say their groundbreaking studies unlock one of the greatest mysteries about the prehistoric monsters. Why they came in such varied sizes and shapes. It's also said the team's work will explain how dinosaurs were able to be the most dominant species on Earth nearly 200 million years. Professor Darren Griffin, who led the research, said they were able to map out the creature's genetic code by studying the DNA of their closest living relatives. The birds. Turtles and birds. Yeah, turtles. I didn't know turtles, but birds, that's a a fairly new thing, right? It's believed that dinosaurs were so varied in their appearance because they had vastly more chromosomes than than humans possess. Uh, But they said that uh, the fossil evidence and now their evidence reinforces the idea that rather than birds and dinosaurs being distant relatives, mm-hmm. they're one and the same. The birds around us today yeah. are dinosaurs. Are dinosaurs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what they're All saying. Right. Now, according to um, All right. this dog, Dr. Griffin, uh, look. You seem the, a little bit smaller. The team has uh, no I'm plan. Not mistaken. Than dinosaurs. More feathers, too. Right? Well, Supposedly yeah, they're a little bit smaller, but they're still around. Uh-huh. Hello. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Evolution. Right. Humans got bigger. Dinosaurs got smaller. It's... All right. The team has no plans to he attempt to bring there. T-Rex back to life, however, though. <laughs> they what? They don't have any plans to bring T-Rex back to life. Uh, he said, look, we're not going to have Jurassic Park anytime soon. And that's when they carted him off because of... <laughs> The money people said, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. I mean, I, I raised my hand to go to Jurassic Park. I mean, he tried to make some big deal. Look, did you take the DNA of a chicken, put it into an ostrich egg, you won't end up with a chicken or an ostrich. You end up with nothing. The same would be true with the Velociraptor or a T-Rex. It just wouldn't work. Well, I hope somebody's working on it because I want to go to the park. <laughs> I do, too. I, want to go to the I park. do, too. Like right now, yeah, be fine. If they If they were able to do it, I, I would go. Oh, my gosh. I would absolutely go. I believe that we've covered this ground before, but there's yeah. no doubt. I want to know where we the exits are. I, we, I'd absolutely be at that park. Absolutely. No question. Yep. Uh, I, I don't care how much it costs. I'd pay no. almost anything oh my to gosh. go. It would be oh so cool. Oh, my gosh. If uh, Listen, if the government mm-hmm. paid for it with asset forfeiture seizure, I'd say, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm in. <laughs> All right, hopefully you're in for this, too. Um, In for losing weight and keeping it off. It can be really tough. There is something that can help. It's called Riduzone. Uh, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. What is it? It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that took the good stuff out of olive oil, the OEA in there, that has been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite. So you take this, and it just... It works on those two levels, speeding up your metabolism, helping you uh, crave food a little bit less, and with that extra added help, it's just easier to lose weight. 
Order yours today at RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's RidUZone.com. Promo code PAT to get 30% off. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And finish it up with you and the fat with Jeffy. Just a couple couple of quick stories that have uh, been sitting in uh, in my fat uh, pile for a little while. Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> you got a fat pile? <laughs> I do. It's right here. Okay. Keep right. stories in it. That's good. It's right here. It's... All right. Sure. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I, I don't. Its full name is chewing the fat pile. But right, I mean, right, I right. Just, oh, sure. Just mm-hmm. shorten it down. Mm-hmm, fat mm-hmm, pile. Mm-hmm. At least twenty-two people sick after eating breakfast sandwiches from a McDonald's in New York. Uh, McDonald's just got done with their big salad push mm-hmm. of making people sick. Now they've got this store breakfast sandwiches making people sick. They shut this store down Whoa. to hose it down and make it better. Something I think up. we need to reevaluate. <laughs> Blue Belt did that. Right, Bluebell yeah. when they had their that issue, was only one store, and they I had their McDonald's issue. Isn't going to close down eight thousand McDonald's, but it might not be a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe state by state, we're going to shut down for a day and hose everything down. I don't know, but mm-hmm. something. And this story, uh, it's been sitting here in the the fat pile. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to get to it, but the VMAs were on, uh, you know, a week or so ago, and they came through with such great ratings. Uh, I mean to tell you, oh man, yeah, Uh they, uh, uh, both, uh, MTV alone and Viacom empire team effort this year marks, uh, the fifth straight decline, uh, for all the demos on total sets of eyeballs, uh, for those numbers. Now I will say that they did go up in stream views, uh, most streamed award show for Viacom was this, was this last VMAs, but for the total Mm -hmm. numbers across the network, uh, nobody cares. Yeah. And so your little yeah. uh, your little funny ha 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 jokes and uh, bringing on J Lo and uh, every Madonna and who was the two the two Dingleberries that hosted that, that thought they were so funny and take that Trump. Um, shoot. Yeah, wasn't it uh, Kevin Hart? Yes. And yes, yes, Kevin Hart. I don't know who the other the uh, girl the, was. I don't know either. But it was the take that Trump. Yeah, and uh, just horrible. Bad. I mean, it wasn't even funny. You Not, know, I, I, nowhere near There are funny. some stuff that you can beat up Trump on yeah. and, you know, be funny about it. But just mm. to come out like De Niro or Hart and F you and F that, mm-hmm. it's not even funny. No, it's not. Stop. Just stop. stop. And uh, this story is actually kind of sad, and it kind of goes in with our, uh, you know, where we're headed as far as socialist uh, leanings. And we're hearing stories about we're leaning more and more socialist. And yet we hear other stories that tell us once they find out how much it costs, the millennials decide, I mean, we don't like it so much. Maybe we don't like socialism so much. It costs too much. But right now we have more than half of U.S. children living in households receiving government assistance. Now that says to me, that we're on a slide that is not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not good at all. You can quote me on that. We're on a slide that is not good. Um, I mean, this is amazing. 
The data shows that children under the age of 18 were most likely demographic to live in a household receiving some sort of government assistance, 52.1%. I mean, that's sad. And if they're going to continue, along with all the other studies that talk about uh, once you are on government assistance, you stay there uh, because you're more likely to know the system and more likely to utilize all the other welfare services, um, they, we need to help people figure out a way to get out uh, and not just continue to uh, dump money into the welfare system. It doesn't seem to be working. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be dumping cash and saying, eh, good luck, God bless. Still America. And it is still America, but no one is showing them a way out. Everyone is saying that they should just continue to get things for free, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they're hearing. They're hearing from... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio uh, Cortez, that everything should be free. You still get your government, everything else paid for by the government. Get everything else. Everything else should be free. Why work? Why, why try to figure out a way to get out and have more than you have already when I can just get it for free? It's, it's not good. It's not good at all. I can quote you on that, too. It's not good. We can quote that. Well, you got to do the full quote. Keep it in context. It's not yeah. good. It's not good at all. Yeah. Don't so, well, thank you. That's right. I didn't mean to. You. Yeah. Take me out of context. I didn't mean like to shortchange you like that. Because the at all, mm-hmm. I mean, really. I was going to go to another story, but you know what? I'm going to put it back in the fat pile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What happened there? Really? Yeah. I mean, he was trying back. to quote it accurately. And then I was just making yeah. sure that we had yeah. you quoted no, that's properly. Fine. No, I, I understand. Okay. I understand. <laughs> wow, are you a woman? What's happening here? <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. Never mind. I'll get back to the story. I apologize. Go ahead. We're on the Catholic stories and how bad things are with the Catholic Church that aren't really as bad as they are, except that we have a Missouri nun that tried to smuggle cocaine. Uh, in her high heels uh, into Australia. A nun? A nun, yeah. Uh, she, they gave her... Wow. Her lawyer says she was just a vulnerable woman who had been duped by a mystery man she met online. Uh-oh. She was groomed. She thought she was just bringing What's a nun artifacts. doing meeting mystery men online? Well, <laughs> Good point. she was going what? on a trip. Okay, well, well right. What better way to take a trip? No, nah, it explains it. Thank you. Pat Gray, only... On the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat, and you're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. If you like what you're hearing on this show, then you should also check out the Glenn Beck Program. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Kim tweets: TSA's new theme song should be "Every Breath You Take." We'll be watching you. Mm-hmm. That is kind of a creepy song when you think about it. Yeah, you're gonna be watching me every breath I take, every move I make. Uh, it's called stalking, my friend. Isn't that what the That's song's about? Illegal. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, self-proclaimed experts tweets, guys, you're getting too worked up. We will be socialists soon, so no one will have excess cash on hand because no one will have any money. So we shouldn't worry about the civil asset forfeiture. That's true. That's, that's a, a good, good perspective. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And from Rainbomb Flying River, give them kale. This, that was on a uh, banner 
at TCU. Give him kale is actually way worse than giving him hell. <laughs> I agree with that <clears throat> wholeheartedly, actually. Uh, could you believe this story uh, from Dana? Yeah, I saw that this morning. It really just angered me. keeps getting worse for her as spokesperson for the NRA and uh, CEO of the NRA, as I mm. believe David Hogg called her. Mm-hmm. The CEO of the NRA, Dana Loesch. Uh, this is amazing. So, Twitter said that Dana Lash's kids need to be murdered. Um, and then Twitter said that didn't violate their rules at first. I just... <laughs> could this get any more obviously biased? Could it get any more apparent that uh, that none of these none of these social media people care about the right? Anything can go. You, you can say the most hateful things in the world. You can threaten them. You could probably physically abuse them. And none of these companies, none of these politicians care. As long as you're doing it to somebody on the right, just doesn't matter. But apparently it does not violate Twitter rules against abuse to wish death upon NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash's children. Uh, Somebody tweeted out, the only way these people learn is if it affects them directly. That's what uh, Twitter user Milan Legius wrote to in a reply to Dana Lash. So if Dana Lash has to have her children murdered before she'll understand, I guess that's what needs to happen. Unquote. Holy crap. Now, you may not make specific threats of violence or wish for the serious physical harm, death, or disease of an individual or group of people, according to Twitter's rules. So clearly... That's a clear violation of Twitter rules. But when Dana's husband, Chris, reported the tweet wishing death on their children, Twitter initially ruled, nah, it doesn't violate our standards. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, hmm. So you may not make specific threats of violence or wish the serious physical harm, death, or disease of an individual doesn't violate your rules, even though... You say it does? Hmm. Interesting. It's a mix. They, they can justify anything on the left. Yeah, and they did. They tweeted back to him, we've reviewed your report carefully. <laughs> they, they reviewed it carefully. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. We reviewed it carefully and found that there was no violation of the Twitter rules against abusive behavior. What in the... <laughs> so then there's backlash because they, you know, Chris made that known. And so there was some outcry from supporters of Dana. Fortunately, then they they came back to him. Yeah, we've re-reviewed the account. So maybe you weren't as careful as you thought. Right, huh? right. Maybe you weren't as careful as maybe you should have been. We've re-reviewed the account you reported and have locked it because we found it to be in violation of Twitter rules. If the account owner complies with our requested actions and stated policies, the account will be unlocked. So... They could do that right away, or how long does it take? What do you mean? You don't get kicked off Twitter for that? Yeah, right? You don't just get kicked off? No, they probably ask Unless you're Alex Jones. No, I think they asked them to delete the posts, and then they were okay with it. Because if you go back and you look this morning at Dana's feed, she's responding to a bunch of asshats, and all of the tweets are 
unavailable. So they probably just said, <clears throat> hey, can you delete that offensive tweet? And then we'll just call it a day. And that's what happened. And so are they unlocked already, you think? I, they have. I'm sure because quoted tweet unavailable. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I just, I can't even. And you know, this is what we it. say. We I say, stop getting pushed around, conservatives. Mm-hmm. If you're on the right, stop being pushed around. And what happened? They tried to, to let this stuff go, but the right pushed back. The, Prager U stood up to Facebook last week when they were getting shadow banned or however it was, getting their stuff not being seen by their followers. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you push back, Look what happens. These companies are starting to realize that they are a private company and there will be repercussions at some point, we would hope. You would hope. Uh, but they they seem to thrive anyway. I mean, if the account owner complies with our requested actions, so you can threaten or wish death upon people's children mm-hmm. and they'll lock you for a few minutes and then if you delete the tweet, you're fine and, and you're off and, go, and running again. I'm sure that's what the requirement was. But you can't just talk about conspiracy theories like Alex Jones does. You can't do that. You're thrown off Twitter. You're thrown off Facebook. You're thrown off Instagram. You're off of all the platforms. YouTube, uh, you name it, you're gone. But you can wish death on Dana Lash's children and get away with it on Twitter. I mean, come on. And then, like, this is okay, too. Uh, Dana, at some point, this is just the 26th, so this was Sunday night as well. Uh, Dana tweeted out, simply pointing out inconsistent care for children. Uh, Roger Warren tweeted back to her, simply pointing out how much of a C you are, a C word you are, although he, he just printed the four-letter word. And that's okay, I guess. That's that's okay, Roger. Uh, very nice, beautifully put. I mean, it's just it's not even worth, I guess, getting all upset over because this it, it happens to us every stinking day, yeah, and we, we just know it and expect it now. Yeah, never mind the threats to her children. Don't, never mind. But, Don't worry about it. But um, the uh, the Me Too movement seems awfully quiet when females on the right are attacked. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, if this was a, a right wing person calling somebody the c word on Twitter, oh my gosh, don't you think that would be everywhere? But this one's fine. Don't don't worry about it. And all because she's the spokesperson uh, of the NRA, which supports the Second Amendment. Jeez. <laughs> uh, by the way, some stats have come out now showing that. Uh, just a little reminder: over ninety eight percent of mass shootings have occurred at gun-free zones, according to the FBI. Wait, 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 wait. what was a gun doing in the gun-free zone? I don't understand how that works. Yeah, see, the person broke the law and the rule that it's a gun-free zone. Since they were willing to break the law that says don't kill people, they were also willing to violate the rule of a gun-free zone. 98.4% of mass shootings, as defined by the FBI, have occurred on gun-free zones with just 1.6% occurring where citizens are allowed to have firearms with them. Why? Because uh, you got fair game there. You're, you've got an easy target. you got a soft target. You, you can do whatever you want, and you know you're not going to be shot down. Uh, is that not pretty obvious to everybody? Well, it's not, it's not obvious at all to the left. They can't seem to understand it. 888 uh, Elizabeth in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Thank hey. you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was calling because you were talking a little while ago about J.J. Watt. Yeah. And you were um, kind of wondering or concerned about what terrible thing might come out about him in 2018. Yeah. I understand that he calls women ma'am. Oh, no. Don't say yeah. that. <laughs> don't don't say heard. that, Elizabeth. Oh, it's over now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that verified? Wow. Oh yeah. Now, do, we, do we have a recording of that? I, <laughs> I hope not, because I'd hate to see him go through this. Uh, but... I believe there was one, and it was destroyed. Wow. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, you can't let that get out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, you can't call people ma'am. Uh, you'll be punished at school for that. Um, I guess skank is a better word. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, it's just got to be assumed at this point. <laughs> what her preferred pronoun or adjective is i don't know so we'll, maybe we'll look into that with the teacher but uh you know jj watt refers to women as ma'am you know that i mean he's not just not if too, he knows what's good for him. i know yeah, i know come on uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we got to get into the really strange story of julia salazar she's a new york state senate hopeful and she's uh, a lot like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is very anti-Israel. She is a democratic socialist. And she's running for office. She's 27 years old. Now, six years ago, she was interviewed by a guy named... Uh, is it Glean Beak? Glein... I don't know how... Back? No, okay, Glenn Beck... Uh, interviewed her. <laughs> and uh, she was a member of Kufi. Now, if, if you remember what Kufi is, it's Christians United for Israel. It's John Hagee's group. It's Christians United for Israel. And she, oh, we do, ha- we have that. Okay, let's, uh, let's listen to that now. What is it you're learning and what is Watch. it you hope to do and go back to your campuses and, and accomplish? Well, um, I'm the president of um, QFI and Campus at Columbia, which just became official this year. Um, and our biggest focus is just on educating the community about the, the truth about Israel. And not only that, but the truth that um, the Palestinian Authority, that Hamas, um, that their allies, such as Ahmadinejad, that they present to the state of Israel, and not only that, but to the United States. Um, so our goal really is just educating the Columbia community about the truth and combating the lies that they may hear in the classroom or otherwise. <laughs> okay, okay. That's awesome, right? She's the president of Kufi mm-hmm. at Columbia. She's cool. just educating people on the real story of Israel, you know, and how you can be pro-Israel and, and what Israel is really all about, not what the left is saying. And by the way, on the other hand, uh, we should get into what Glenn Beck looked like in 2012. All right. Nice. None of us have aged well. Oh we? no! We just have not Check aged well. Check this out. <laughs> uh, so, but okay, she's pro-Israel. I mean, super pro-Israel. Yeah. She's the president of Columbia of Kufi. Uh what in the hell happened to Julia Salazar? So she was 21, now she's 27. Okay. And now she's a democratic socialist and vehemently, vitriolically anti-Israel. Oh, no. 
She's also a Jew now, she says, which is strange. Wait, how do you? Because I, I don't know if she was Christian then, converted to Judaism. In order to become anti-Israel? In order she to become to... anti-Israel, she became Jewish. I. It's such a weird situation. Boy, somebody got a hold of her brain. That huh? interview was in 2012. Do we have Do we have her on Israel now? Yeah, okay. Let's let's take a look at that, and then we got to take a break. Uh, but t- look at this. I am a Jew of color. Many people haven't, aren't familiar with this term, but I'm a Colombian-American, and I'm also Jewish. And um, Jews for Racial and Economic Justice and the movement that many of us are in um, has has empowered me to say that proudly. Growing up, I was told to lower my expectations by society. I my I immigrated to this country with my family when I was very little from Colombia. Um, she immigrated. That's interesting too, because she immigrated to this country when she was little from Miami. So uh, <laughs> it wasn't much of an immigration. She have to go very far (laughs) being born in this country she immigrated here when she was really little like born uh when she was born she was in this country so but we're not supposed to notice that i am told that she doesn't have to answer to us on her biography well yeah she does if she's running for office and lying about it yes she does what do you mean she doesn't have to answer yes she does but uh this is a fascinating situation we'll We'll try to untangle here in a second. Recently, there were uh, two tragic officer-involved shootings, one where officers fatally shot an innocent bystander accidentally, and in another incident, a hostage was killed. And I'm not saying that to be critical in any way of law enforcement. It's just that these are trained professionals who train for these scenarios thoroughly, but still, you know, there could be tragic outcomes. So... What does that mean for those of us who maybe make it to the range and go shooting once a month, twice a month, a couple times a year, maybe even less than that? Don't risk being un- unprepared, undertrained. Uh, do what we have done and get the iTarget Pro system. This allows you to train at home and you can do it as much as you want. And you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of ammo and you don't have to pay for range fees, and you got the convenience of just doing it right in your house because you use your smartphone and the iTarget Pro app. And it comes with a laser in place of a bullet so it detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. That way, you can do it right in your house. It's just, it's fantastic. It's a fun system. It's a really cool system. And you're going to get really proficient with your gun. You'll be prepared. You'll be trained. Right now, you'll also save 10%. With the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added uh, Pat Unleashed on on Twitter. Uh, we've been talking about Julia Salazar. Just showed you uh, her appearance on Glenn's show, 
back in 2012, where she was the president of Kufi, the Christians United for Israel, and now she's vehemently anti-Israel. But she's Jewish now. And, by the way, a democratic socialist. Mm. I, I don't know who radicalized this person, how this happened. It happened quickly, though, because uh, in 2012, she was on Glenn's show talking like you just saw. And then by 2014, she's something completely different. Um, And she's strangely lying about where she came from, that she immigrated here from Colombia. And uh, she was born, by the way, in Miami. She didn't immigrate here from uh, Colombia. Her parents might have. She says, oh, now, no, people misunderstood. I was just going back and forth with my parents to Colombia and, and Miami. Yeah, that's, that's not what you said. Yeah, well, a, a staff member got that wrong. Oh. Yeah, that's the same crap we heard uh, from what's-her-face, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, so at one point, she was really active in Christians United for Israel. Um, she attended the Kufi Summit, and in the fall semester, she nominally founded Kufi at Columbia University. Uh, later, they discussed her decision to join a Kufi trip to Israel, and they clearly discussed the fact that birthright wasn't an option since she wasn't Jewish. Um, he said Salazar had been taken on this identity of a left-wing social Democrat Jew in order to score political points. Her account of her personal history is a pattern of inconsistencies and lies. As someone who values and cherished my Jewish identity, I'm incensed at the idea of another person fabricating a similar identity for political gain for the purposes of recognition and to get ahead in life. It's also interesting to note how vehemently anti-Israel these socialists are. Hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the same way. Very anti-Israel. So how are these how are these people being elected in New York where there are so many Jewish people? Now, are, are all the liberal Jews in New York anti-Israel now? What is going on? So this former student said he never heard Salazar claim a Jewish identity during their time on campus. She always described herself as Christian, a right-wing Zionist. She even used to joke about working for a Jewish family and being their Shabbos Goy, whatever that is. Um, Another fellow student who worked with Salazar in pro-Israel activism during her first years at Columbia also said the future state Senate candidate was openly Christian and all about Jesus at the time when she was president of a pro-life organization. Um, She said Salazar's account of turning to Judaism at age 18 was absolutely not true. And I think that's probably pretty obvious since in, in 2012, when she was president of Kufi, the Christians United for Israel, she would have been 21? Yeah. yeah. As late as 2012, neither I nor any of her friends heard her express any identification with Judaism. She never discussed her uh, Shepardi, Shepardi roots or her father's Jewish heritage. 
uh, according to her friend. Never in the years I knew her did she ever identify as a Jew to me. And we had a lot of discussions about Judaism. In those discussions, she said her views were those of a Christian Zionist. And she would go into detail as to how her Christian values informed her perspective. Salazar, he said, built herself a house of cards and now it's tumbling around uh, down on her, even under minor scrutiny. Salazar's former uh, female uh, friend said she contacted the leader of Colombia's Jewish community by email to inquire if there was any evidence that the New York candidate's family was known to have had Jewish ties. Uh, Professor Marcos Peckel, executive director of the Confederated Jewish Communities of Colombia, responded that there was no record of her family members specifically and that at present there were no Colombian community members with the name Salazar. Hmm. So, as her political star has risen in recent months, especially after the, you know, all of the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stuff, questions about her inconsistencies in her background have surfaced. And I guess we're not supposed to ask anything about it because it's none of our business. Well, no, when you're running for office, almost everything in your life is our business. Because you're presenting yourself to us a certain way. And if you're lying about it, we need to know why you're lying about it. And when you were pro-life, Christian, pro-Israel, conservative in 2012, and now you're a Jewish democratic socialist who is uh, pro-abortion and anti-Israel, what happened? How did this come to be? And why have you made up this fabricated life as a background? I don't, I don't understand it. Just really strange. And apparently she even made up a whole heritage for herself about being Jewish. I what? guess it's more powerful if you're anti-Israel and you've got this Jewish background. Does it lend credibility? Is that what you're trying to do? So she's lying about her background, changing her... Mm-hmm. Family history. Right. Um, when she gets to Congress, I think we know who her mentor is going to be. It'd be Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Who's done exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. How many Democrats are playing this game? It's, it's, uh, it's very strange. And then they act like, how dare you question my biography? That's my biography. That's none of your business. I don't owe you any explanation. You will... You're running for office, so yes, you do. Yeah, but a staffer. Oh, an ex- but a, it was a staffer. Though. Yeah, it's somebody on the staff. I've yeah. got an extensive staff mm-hmm. as a state senator. <laughs> Just an extensive staff of people that I can't keep track of. You can't expect me to. There's too many of them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network.
is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Uh A 13-year-old with autism stole an ambulance and uh, fortunately survived a dangerous crash. 13-year-old boy with autism and ADHD stole an ambulance and crashed into an unoccupied police car and a motorcycle in Rhode Island. And we actually have the dash cam car video, right? And just like Russian dash cam videos, nobody gets hurt in this one. That's true. And this is actually true. And right? you won't the kid's believe okay. it. You cannot believe that everyone... Everybody's okay in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take a look at this uh, little crash up. Look closely. Look closely at the ambulance. There's a guy on the side of it who falls off at the very end. Oh, man. Whoa. Oh, my. Everyone's fine. Wow. That did look bad. Ooh, that looked bad. So he drives across the roadway like that. Yeah, the 13-year-old stole the ambulance. Oh, man. It rolled across the highway there. The motorcycle is coming through there at high speed, slams on his brakes. There was an EMT guy trying to get into the ambulance to stop it, sees the motorcycle coming and bails. Thank God there wasn't another car coming from the other direction. Yeah. Would have run over the EMT, but uh, that was high impact. Uh, Holy cow. That's amazing video. Uh, so the kid's okay. The motorcycle, uh, the person on the motorcycle's okay. Yeah. EMT's okay. Minor injuries, they say. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, triple eight, Also, uh, because Keith what? is because in Keith love what? with animal videos and pictures. Yeah, so? Uh, mm-hmm. we've got... An iguana photobombing yeah, a out. woman in Puerto yeah. Rico. Look at this. Look at this. Really? She's getting her picture taken. Seriously? Look at that. See that? The iguana is uh, jumping across there. Okay. That's good timing. Oh, don't act like you're not impressed with the flying iguana. <clears throat> I'm not impressed with the flying iguana. All right. Well, you'll be impressed with uh, Harley the cockatoo. I doubt and that. Harley the cockatoo? You will be. You. This is a long so, video, mm-hmm. and let's see how long you can stand it, because you're gonna want to keep it. You want keep rolling. I'm yep. gonna say ten seconds. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Maybe I'm, fifteen. I'm gonna take the over. All right. Here Harley the cockatoo. No, Harley. Here he comes. Harley the cockatoo. I mean, you got a good. No, here he comes. Okay. Here approaching comes these the cockatoo. Okay. You've, uh, you've made it ten seconds, by the way. All right. Oh, what's he gonna and do? What's gonna happen? Oh my, he's gonna knock stuff over. <laughs> and he did. He's knocking toys over. I can yeah. see my grandkids do this every day. I know. It's like a toddler. Oh. Uh-oh, this one's pissing him off. Oh. Okay, so he put one. This one is. He's going to knock some more over. Look at him. He's knocking these toys over. Uh-huh. Well, he's going to let a few go. Now, oh, yeah. This is stupid, dude. No, it's not. It's not stupid. It's hilarious. Inside, you're thinking... This is a stupid video. I don't know Watch why. This. Look, at the, look at this one. He's like, this one right here? This one's really... And he, he knocked it over. No, look, look, now he's picking this one up. This one he's not going to stand for. Is there like plastic cups that are mm-hmm. stacked on top of each other, and he's <laughs> knocking over piles of them? You know it's funny. It's really stupid. It's not stupid. This is stupid. No. It's you promised hilarious. I was going to love this, and uh, you made it more than ten seconds. I don't. You I even don't made it more it. than fifteen seconds, which you hedged on after the fact. 
but I'll let it go. Is he going to knock down more? Yep, here yep. comes. Oh, my. And he's going to start that. running around that. And he him. did. He <laughs> did. He knocked down another. And he's probably going to knock down this pile, too. Maybe. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say he winds up knocking them all down. Well, then you would be guessing incorrectly. So nice try. <laughs> he's got very selective ones that are pissing him off. And, and, and he, as you can hear, he's knocking over several piles. Over on the Blaze TV. Might mm -hmm. want to check this out. Oh, look, he's going to pick this one up, take it for a walk. There we go. This is stupid. You want to just stop the video? I mean, it's your show. You can't, you can't stand to turn away. You lied to me. These knocked them all over. He knocked over every no, single pile. A, no, That's exactly what I said. No, there's another one that left standing. Was that was that really the full 326? It was not. They, that was not three minutes and 26 it, uh, seconds. See, because he wanted it to keep running, guys. That's the whole thing. No, I really didn't. Okay. That was stupid. Well, you're planning on tweeting it out later, aren't you? No. I'm really not. Wait, what? I mean, go ahead if you want to, but nobody's going to watch I don't it. have access to your account. I don't know how to tweet out stuff under okay. Pat Gray. <laughs> under Pat no, Unleashed. really? Is that true? I, think, I mean, yeah. Somebody right. else had changed the password, and now I'm locked out. Okay. Or something. Oh, well, that's, that's a shame. Maybe nobody will get to see that then later on. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, meanwhile, credit card companies uh, are restoring donations to conservative groups after a little bit of a backlash at the uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center. Um, we told you the other day, was this Friday or was it? Yeah, it was last week. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, th that both MasterCard and Visa had stopped giving access to David Horowitz's uh, uh Website, so that no one could donate to. So his you can't, you can't donate with Center. Mastercard or Visa. Well, I mean, that effectively shuts him down yep. completely. Why? Because of the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, claimed that he's a hate group. I mean, ridiculous. And that's their excuse. You know that they agree with them. <clears throat> so, an investigation into communications between Mastercard and uh, Wordplay revealed the two outlets allegedly accused. Uh, the David Horowitz Freedom Center of advocating for violence while referencing the left-wing website bloodmoney.org. That sounds like a quality website where you would really find the truth. Yeah, and for the record, Wordplay is the company that processes these payments. So they made the decision, apparently, not Visa and MasterCard specifically. And a Wordplay spokesman told Breitbart, recently we became aware of some merchants that had processing services inadvertently disabled without the proper internal reviews, which was the case in this situation. These merchants have had or are in the process of having their services re-enabled. Okay. So it got straightened out. Mm -hmm. So it was only for a couple of days, and and he's back in business getting donations. Yeah, so this is the whole thing that we said earlier. Mm -hmm. Stand up. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like Dana Lash. And was, people did. Mm -hmm. Dana Lash uh, to Twitter. Um, Prager U with Facebook. Um, push back. Stop taking it. Yeah, Prager U was a really egregious example of this because they had 99.9999% of all of their traffic eliminated. <laughs> okay, you just killed our business. Thank you. Good night. Drive safely. But because people complained because there was a firestorm afterwards, uh, Facebook said, oh, yeah, okay, we restored your traffic. Yeah, for, I forget what happened here. I don't know what happened. Mm, just some... It's not that I forgot. I just didn't even know what happened. Think... And So we'll look into it and see why that happened. But uh, that shouldn't have happened. It was just a mistake. Somebody knocked their Coke over into the I think the that's what happened. Let's Got... go with that. <laughs> Somebody knocked a 
Coke into the circuit and it just fried the whole system. I mean, you can't you can't help that stuff from happening. It, it just it's an it's accident. Accidents happen. Accidents happen. <laughs> exactly right. Accidents do happen. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Columbia University with uh, Julia Sav- Salazar a few minutes ago. Now there's a uh, Columbia Journalism Review urging reporters to out an, anom- an anonymous source. If it was Brett Kavanaugh, who is the, of course, the nominee for uh, Supreme Court justice. So wait a minute. The Columbia Journal Review, they're big on protecting sources for journalists. Everybody's protected in the world except for the potential Supreme Court guy? Yes. Okay. Because a journalist never reveals their sources, right? You never out your source. A lo- look, journalists have gone to jail for that because they won't reveal their source, right? That's a... It's one of the basic tenets. Eh, not anymore. I mean, if it's a Supreme Court nominee from Donald Trump, <laughs> we'll reveal that source all day long. Sure deal. Columbia Journalism Review, which usually focuses on industry and news and professional ethics, calling itself the voice of journalism, is now actively urging journalists to throw out their ethics to stop Brett Kavanaugh from being confirmed to the Supreme Court. Todd Gitlin chair of the Columbia Journalism School's interdisciplinary PhD program in communication, wrote that while working with Kenneth Starr as he investigated Vince Foster's death and Bill Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky, Kavanaugh may have linked privileged information to the press. To my mind, if Kavanaugh leaked from Starr's office, I mean, and this is just a guess anyway, they don't know that, that Brett Kavanaugh was the source of the leak. If he leaked from Starr's office and is covering that up, he's ethically qualified to he's eth- ethically disqualified to serve on the Supreme Court, which is not true, of course. Reporters owe us and the Senate information that helps determine who deserves a spot on the highest bench in the land. There's no evidence that Kavanaugh leaked any privileged information. Uh, he spoke to the press a few times, uh, which Kavanaugh himself has already acknowledged, but there's no, again, no evidence that he leaked any information. But even if he is the source of the leak, you're not supposed to identify your source. And it's one of the basics. It's one of the uh, foundational principles of journalism is that you don't reveal your sources. But everything's out the window. If it's a Republican or if it's Trump-related, why then anything goes. Yeah, that's like that's off in the margins. You have to look. <sighs> I just, I, it's so amazing to watch everything we once knew uh, turn completely upside down. Everything that, that's, that was black is now white and, and vice versa. It's just, it's everything that was up is down and vice versa. Uh, I, there, There's... There's no hardcore rules anymore. There's no actual truth anymore. I mean, even Giuliani said it's, that truth is subjective. There is no truth. Is it your truth or my truth? Well, there's uh, only truth. What do you mean? But, Pat, at least we have that awesome escape called football where there's no politics. There's no... Yeah, except for the kneeling, you know, oh, and the, the protests and the... And nobody can tackle anybody anymore. So that might have been a bad example. Yeah. But uh, uh, it was a bad example. Mm-hmm. 
888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Struggling Lumby tweets. It better get that violent cockatoo checked out. Yeah, did you see what it was doing? It was knocking over big stacks oh, of just playing, man. plastic stuff. It was just playing. Really weird. Bird being a bird. Frightening. Okay. High level snarky McSnark face. The answer is easy. Salazar identifies as biographically fluid. <laughs> nice. Uh, so sometimes she's an immigrant yeah. from Colombia. Sometimes she was born in the United States of America in Miami, Florida. Yeah, I think what eh, whatever. dictates uh, how fluid she is is if she's running for office or not. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes she's a Christian Israeli supporter. And sometimes she's Jewish and hates Israel. You know, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. You don't. It's just that easy. You know? Almond Joy has nuts. Mm-hmm. Mounds don't. Yeah, that's improper English. So. Okay. <laughs> Glad we got that covered. Um, Ted Cruz has a, has a new uh, commercial out, and this is, this is pretty good, because obviously uh, Beto O'Rourke thinks he hit a home run with that uh, and everybody told him he did. Everybody on the left said, wow, this is amazing. What a perfect response to the to the anthem controversy. Is it saying that you can't think of anything more American than kneeling for the national anthem? That's the most American thing you can think of, Beto? Huh. Yeah, Ted uh, disagrees with that and has uh, put out this ad Ted Cruz in response. Ted Cruz, I this message. I kind of wanted to know how you personally felt about how disrespectful it is, like you have the NFL players kneeling during the national anthems. I wanted to know if you found that disrespectful to our country, to our veterans, and I find it incredibly frustrating that people seem to be okay with that. My short answer is no. I don't think it's disrespectful. And I can think of nothing more American than to peacefully stand up or take a knee for your rights anytime, anywhere, Nothing more American? Liberal Hollywood was thrilled. But do Texans agree? Whoever believed that we would have issues about whether you're going to stand during the national anthem or not? Tim Lee, a a Texan, served in Vietnam. On March 8, 1971, he stepped on a landmine. Mm. I gave two legs to this country. I'm not able to stand, but I sure expect you to stand for me when that national anthem is being played. In November... Where will you stand? That's pretty good. No, I, I like that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Texans respond to Beto O'Rourke the way he thinks they're going to. I, I don't know how you think that's going to fly in Texas. That there's nothing more patriotic than to take a knee during the national anthem and to disrespect the national anthem like that. Now, you can say all you want, all day long, that they're not disrespecting the anthem. Well, then why don't they do it, as as Stu said earlier today on, on uh, Glenn's show, 
Why don't they do it some other time during the game then? Hmm. Why don't they do it before the anthem? Why don't they do it after the anthem? Why don't they do it when they first take the field and everybody could take a knee? And wow, would we talk about that? You bet we would. But it's it has nothing to do with the anthem. So that's why they're not doing it. Because it is about the anthem. And it is disrespectful to the to the national anthem and to the flag. And Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole mess in the first place, said the very same thing. It was about the anthem, and it was about the flag to him. And then ever since, everybody's been saying, well, because of his protest, uh, he doesn't have a job. Which is fascinating because the Seattle Seahawks tried to give him a job. He said no. The Denver Broncos tried to give him a job. He said no. Well, you had two teams there that you could be playing for right now. And you chose not to. You turned down millions of dollars. So, it's just, it's madness. It's absolute madness. Plus, the guy sucked as a quarterback anyway. Yep. (laughs) He had one decent year and then kind of went south after that. And and everybody makes it out to be like, oh, he's he's this unbelievably talented quarterback and should be playing now. 888-900-3393. Also, the uh, New Mexico situation. You remember the Islamists that were teaching 1 to 15-year-olds uh, to shoot up schools, they were practicing shooting so that they could they could use it at uh, at a school and go shoot it up as uh, I guess radical Islamists. Well, after a New Mexico judge bonded the five Islamic Islamic uh, radicals accused of training nearly a dozen children to become school shooters. Newly filed court documents reveal at least two of the suspects planned a terror attack in Atlanta. Now, these are also the same suspects who were let uh, let go on bail that are out, that are not in jail currently. And then we also found out that they were planning a terror attack in Atlanta. How is it possible this judge let them out on, on bail? And they just went out on a, on a, a signature bond. So they just signed for it. Yeah. And if they don't show up at a certain point, they lose, they forfeit $20,000 or something. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, big deal. My freedom for 20 grand. They were in, initially talking about a $30 million bond for these guys. And the judge said, no, no, no. I, we, I don't I know how that happens. Uh, uh. But court documents now show the suspects sought to target Grady Memorial Hospital in downtown Atlanta. In addition to law enforcement and Quote, specific targets such as teachers, schools, banks, and other corrupt institutions, unquote. Mm. Prosecutors revealed this information in a 13-page document filed in court on Friday. They're asking the judge to reconsider granting all five suspects bail, citing the planned attacks and, by the way, the tragic death of the three-year-old. There's yeah. One of them had a three-year-old son that starved to death or was tortured to death or whatever and that didn't matter to the judge i mean there are so many reasons to keep them behind oh my bars. gosh it's it, and then of <laughs> course uh, I, I can't believe we know about all of these 
planned terror attacks, considering they demolished the compound five minutes after they busted it. Really weird. It's so weird. What is going on in this situation? The document contains instructions for the one-time terrorist, instructions on the use of a choke point, a location called the ideal attack site, the ability to defend the safe haven, the ability to escape perimeter rings, and sniper position detection procedure. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, a pretty hardcore terrorist no kidding. activity. Yeah, and, and what you're saying there, it's kind of odd that uh, District Judge mm. Sarah Backus um, said prosecutors did not provide enough evidence to show the suspects were a threat to the community, which would <laughs> therefore justify keeping them behind bars. <laughs> this... These are not threats to the community? Listen to this. Listen, here's a quote Jeez. from Judge Backus. The state alleges that there was a big plan afoot, mm-hmm. but the state hasn't shown to my satisfaction by clear and convincing evidence what that plan was. You just read it in this story! Yeah, the plan I- was to attack uh, hospitals and schools in Atlanta. Mm. Holy cow. And and they they were trained on where sniper locations were? What? I mean, I can't. And by the way, uh, she was appointed by... Um, Governor uh, Susanna Martinez back oh, okay. in 2011. Huh. So there you go. Hardcore Republican, right? Uh, uh, except for no. Uh, um, additionally, the documents claim that uh, the adults at the compound joked about dying in jihad while children admitted to receiving advanced firearm training and instructions to target law enforcement personnel when the time came. But there's not. Uh, but there's no evidence that there's a plan afoot. No, no evidence. We don't know what they're planning. Is I, the thing? Yeah. Come on. Uh, Come on. There's nothing going on here. Nothing to see here. Break it up. <laughs> it's just like, just like the threats against uh, Dana Lash's children on Twitter. You just ignore no, I- any information that you don't want to have to think about. You just ignore any information that doesn't fit into your worldview. And when you're a judge that's doing that, mm-hmm. uh, you should be impeached. You should be taken out of office. Uh, there, uh, You should not be a judge any longer because uh, that's despicable. And, you know, if anything happens from these people while they're out on bail, to me, that's on the judge right there. Yep. That's on the stinking judge. 888 uh, that's the number you can use tomorrow uh, when we're back here doing this all over again. Oh, Jeffy will be back here with his fat pile, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got a In fact, he saved some stuff in his fat pile today. So <laughs> Sure did. I'm excited to hope, uh, hope, see what he's got to offer. Hope he doesn't lose anything in there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <clears throat> so we'll see you tomorrow on Glenn Show and then right back here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.